2: Friday, baby.
3: Tgif. Welcome in. Gunner's off the hook already. The weekend <laughs> is going to be off the hook. I, I even represent it with with a little uh, salty crew for you guys. That's what I'm talking you. about. I'm in the spirit, man. I, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to move myself from being a land lover. But he's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. You are in tune. You are ensconced. You are marinating in Sports Take Jacob Media YouTube Network. Now, you guys, it's going to be warm this weekend in the Philadelphia area for, for our friends who, who are from all over the country and the world, and we, we appreciate each and every one of you, by the way. But in the Philadelphia area, it's going to be warm. Are we headed out? What are we doing, guys? What are you guys doing? you fishing this weekend?
4: I wish I could, man, but um, I I, I got the funeral um, today, mm. so I'll do the funeral on me tomorrow on Saturday.
3: Yeah, sorry about your mother-in-law, by the way. For the yeah, funeral. yeah. No,
4: yeah, very sorry about that. But Sunday – I don't know. I might have to go drown some worms, man. Okay, you know, there's nothing like going out and, and
5: fishing. How about you, Gunner. Well, uh, let's see. We um, we just got—I uh, hate to use the term—just got rid of family in California. <laughs> right. You're, you're uh, Freudian slip there. Got yeah, rid. The, the first wave uh, left uh, yesterday morning. Okay. Uh, it was five of them, and five more arrived last night. Oh, so. Geez. Like a line before, change man but yeah so be, so be, so before the show uh after we did, you know we do 11 a.m meeting all, every day and before, after we did the meeting i raced downstairs i just marinated an entire big band of chicken breast mm. i'm sorry our thighs with Killing uh it. my italian dressing and i'm not telling everybody what else i do use with so i'm gonna grill that uh after i get off the show for them because they're in touring philly right now and then they're gonna come here and tomorrow, tonight, I got to marinate three slabs of D guns, baby back ribs. Dude, you're baby gonna do that and... to us this early in the show? Well, if I, you, I,
4: you ask. All I'm say, hey, you Rob, ask? Rob, unlike you, because you, 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 you're a good guy with good morals. <laughs> I'm going to invite myself. I'm just going yep. to go down there
5: and knock on the door. Yep, now, you, exactly. got, you did that one time. You do that exactly. again, you might get cut. You do that again. <laughs> All right. Again. Yeah. Threats of so, violence. All right, so, so, I like so, it. so, So I'll smoke the ribs tomorrow morning, and they'll have a feast tomorrow afternoon. And how then... long,
3: Derek? Because people always ask me, because they, they see you you post this stuff. How? Like, for example, <laughs> the ones that you're doing there, how long are they going to okay. be?
5: So yeah. I have a big green egg. You know, there's, there's like seven different sizes of the green egg. I have the third largest green egg, which is 162 pounds. All right. So I'll, I have a rack. How many so pounds? It's a hundred. The, the the green egg is 162 pounds. Man. The biggest one, and we got to get him on here one of these days. Billy King, remember Billy King? Yeah. Billy King has the biggest green egg, which is over 400 pounds.
3: Oh, uh, we're going to make that happen. Then. Wow. We'll get yes. We,
5: we got to get Billy King up. But yeah, mine is like 162 pounds. I have a rack. I can get six slabs of ribs in. I'm just doing three. So three slabs of ribs when I do them low and slow. That's the okay. When you're doing ribs, one of the favorite terms is you got to do them low and slow. And so I'll take about four hours to do them the way I want to do them. Okay. And right before they're done, I'll lay them flat on on the surface and then I'll put my sweet baby raised barbecue sauce on it. And yeah. yeah, So then, but you know, tomorrow's supposed to be 81 degrees. Yes. You know? And so I told Trish, you know, it's my wife's family, but you know, my family too. And I said, Hey, would you mind if I slip down the road about three miles and go to that beautiful 86 acre lake we have near our house? She goes, yeah, okay, go ahead. That's all I need to hear. Uh means, what time is this? I ain't going. I can't go. She gave me the look. So, oh, you got the look for? Oh, that. oh yeah, yeah like thanks. Like, so, um, oh
4: yeah, yeah okay. After, so Mike, okay, I might yeah, go if you
5: want to, <laughs> yeah, I might go to my uh, my private. I have, I have some friends also have beautiful, you know, thirty something acre property, and they got like a four or five acre bass lake on their property. We go to a lot, you know, it's flat surface, you know, it's a great fishing area and the treat area. Mm-hmm. So I might slip over there Sunday. Uh, Sunday afternoon sometimes. So. All it's right. Sunday. Sunday.
4: Okay. Sunday. So, all right. So, Sunday, I'm going to come down Sunday then. So
5: I, <laughs> come on, Derek. Right,
4: I'm going to come down Sunday. All
5: right. He, there, there won't be any food
4: left, but I'll just come down yeah. Sunday so I can just go See, fishing with don't him. See, him. Don't here's cut here's, him. Don't cut him, Derek.
5: Here's what you need to know about Barrett, Rob. And you worked with him a number of years. If he tells you he'll be there at one o'clock, expect him to be there by two two thirty. <laughs> if he says two thirty, expect him to be there about four.
3: So I got to tell him ten so, a.m. That means he'll be yeah. there at eleven. You're good. Yes, you got to learn so, these trends. unless
4: unless I'm told by Missus Ellis or Missus Gunn to be there at one o'clock, I'll be there. They tell me that I'll be there at one o'clock. I guess. But you. you two, oh yeah. y'all ain't got a snowball's chance.
5: So so Not a snowball's chance. So, so, and I'm glad he brought that up because. Uh, in 2019 or 2018, my brother decided he wanted to do a big birthday bash for me. So we went, huh?
3: Mrs. Brooks checked in. Second,
5: the, the fishing charter. We did a fishing charter down on the Chesapeake for striped yeah. bass, and so you know, Barrett was among the ten of us who went. You know, for my birthday, and it was pouring rain. We, we you have options. You can either get the 6 a.m. to one after one p.m. charter or the two to seven charter. So we mm-hmm. did the 6 a.m. charter, which means I live an hour and a half from where we had to go. So we we all got up at like 3:34 mm-hmm. in the morning. It's pouring rain. I mean monsoon raining, right? So we're trying to find a place. We found it. The only person who was running late was. And he kept saying, he kept saying, Hey, you guys go ahead without me. You know, I'm about 15 minutes away. And I'm like, no, man, we're not gonna leave without you. And we're thinking, man, this charter may charge us extra. Luckily, they did a great group of guys. We Chesapeake still talk charters.
4: to him. We, we still go out on charters we, with him.
5: We still talk to him. Yeah, JD and his dad. His yeah. dad, man, was something else, man. His dad, he started cranking the music on the charter. Man, we had a dance contest on the charter, man. It was <laughs> it was funny. That was That's a great awesome.
3: time. That's awesome. All right, so I got to ask you guys this. Did you see this Mike Tyson thing where he was on a plane and this guy like, was messing with him?
5: Yeah, I'm like, what?
3: I, I Tyson's, Tyson's 55, and I'm sorry, man. I'm not messing with that dude. I don't care how old he is at this point. So this dude, I guess he was behind him. And at first, he just wanted to talk to him. And and then he wouldn't stop. And Tyson, by all accounts, Tyson was kind of like, listen, man, like we're done. Like Just leave it alone until we get off this flight. And he wouldn't stop. He eventually threw a water bottle at Tyson. And allegedly, again, who knows, Tyson clocked him. Like, to me, (laughs) if, if... First of all, how stupid can you be, number one, to be poking that tiger, right? Yeah, number right, one. Right,
4: right.
3: Number two, like, I'm sorry, man. I have no issue with Mike Tyson here. If you're telling the guy to stop, he throws something at you, you deserve whatever you get after that.
5: Now, this dude made a business decision, which was a bad business decision. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the report on TMZ. It says Tyson repeatedly hit guy in the face. Bloody passenger on plane. Yeah. First of all, I've seen enough of Mike Tyson in recent years on talk shows. He did that exhibition fight with Roy Jones Jr. a couple of years ago. Um, I've seen him, you know, just standing there. This man is still built. Yes. He had one of the most devastating uppercuts in the history of pro boxing. His kidney punches would would, would suck the soul out of you. <laughs> And you stupid enough to mess with this man on an airplane? I think this guy's looking for just notoriety. He for well, he,
3: and he's going to probably have a civil suit. He'll probably try and sue Tyson. Hey, but but it's but, like I hope there are witnesses on that plane that, that, that you know, come to his defense if, in fact, that's the way it played out, that this guy just kept, kept messing man, with Tyson. Let
5: me tell you something, man. I, I, I wouldn't even want my own son to hit me in the solar plexus, man. My son's 30 years old. No. I can still take him, by the way, or at least he, <laughs> he thinks I can still take him. You got to make him think that. I gotta make him think that. That's you you know? what your boy. You get the horns. I only want OBX, my son to exactly hit right? me in my solar plexus, let alone a, a former professional fighter, one of the greatest heavyweights nah. of all time.
3: Nah, you like I said, you deserve whatever, you get, whatever <laughs> you get. It
5: doesn't make sense, man. I mean, I understand,
4: you know, people you know think that some celebrities like you two that you can, you know, that you're just owed an opportunity to, to be in their life at, at some times. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You two you two think that. Me, I don't care, man. It's like, you know, whatever, you know, I don't mind that. But I mean. <laughs> You're messing with a guy like Tyson. He got paid uh-huh to beat people up. You know what yep. i just got paid yep. to knock people down. He got paid to beat people up, man. Amen. Yeah. Amen. On, that's that's stupid, bro. Well, look,
3: look, I, I the other the other thing that jumped at me uh that I saw last night this morning was did you see the news that JJ Rothega Whiteside, they're gonna try to convert him now? <laughs> Hold on. Now didn't He'll I, I say that, didn't I say that at the beginning of the week? You did. You did I said and, that at the beginning of the week. Here's the thing like I, it, to an extent, I get it because he's a bigger receiver, okay? Right. And, you know, apparently he's turned himself into a decent blocker, okay? But there's also a part of me that says, if you're trying this, is it just time to move on here? Is it time to admit the mistake that you made? Clearly taking this guy where you – I mean, you think about it. He was the 57th overall pick in the 2019 draft. I hear his numbers? Listen to this, Barry. 16 catches, 290 yards, and one okay. touchdown – in three seasons now come yep. on
5: man that's a game that's a game for most receivers yeah for most big name receivers no bro that's no
4: i'm not even gonna make a comparison to be somebody's game or i'm just gonna say come on man it's, it's just you know you gotta know when to say when that's all it is you gotta know when it just because he's a tight end does not mean that he's gonna be a faster Me, I mean a, 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 he's gonna be a faster tight end he still can't catch he still hasn't been able to catch He's gonna be a blocking tight end being that small. Come on, man. I just- well, I,
5: I, I would imagine he grows into his body. He's gonna to have to add some weight. And you know, when you look at his frame, you know, he has a very muscular frame. He can do you that. Know, I, I think he's gonna add maybe enough pounds, to get like to two mm-hmm. two thirty maybe. You yeah. Know? And I don't think it's going to affect his 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 speed or quickness. But I don't see any improvement in his hand. I mean, about, is he gonna
3: run better routes? Yeah. Is he gonna even against linebackers or safeties? Is he gonna be able to get open now where he couldn't get open before? I because he it's not like he was the guy they were king on anyway.
5: Right, right. So yeah, he, right. here's what I don't I don't understand. Going back to something Barrett just said, you have to know when, when it's time to move on. Now go back. There was a kid named Jaquan Jerry. They yep. they, they drafted as a safety. safety yep. And Definitely. I remember people in the front office, you know, he played played for Temple. Mm-hmm. And I remember people in the front, D-Gun, did you see him hit? Did you see him hit? And I'm, I kept saying, I'm looking at his foot speed. I said, I thought maybe fourth or fifth round. They drafted this kid in, like, what, the second round? Yeah. And he lasted two seasons in <laughs> Philadelphia. Two. And yeah. here we're approaching a fourth season for Umbrella Whiteside? Really? <laughs>
3: Umbrella I, Whiteside. I would yeah. have much more respect. I, I This is where I think organizations get it wrong. I Honestly, I do. Look, you're always going to have whiffs. I have much more respect for you if you admit it and move on than compounding it by keeping a guy around like this. And you know, it's not like you're taking some crazy cap hit if you let him go. Like it's just time to move on here. And maybe they're looking at it like uh, Tyree Jackson, uh, you know, got hurt at the end of the year. He won't be back in the beginning of the season. We need an extra body there. I I don't know. It, It feels to me like you're trying to still justify that pick.
5: I mean, remember that. Remember when they tried to convert uh, Tim Tebow to, to a tight end? He he didn't make it out of training camp.
3: Urban you know, Meyer.
5: Well, yeah. Now, Ur- I mean, now, granted, you know Tebow had had moved on to the booth for a few years. Yeah. Uh, to be an a- analyst, color analyst, and then tried to come back as a tight end, and then you saw a video of him trying to block. Now JJ is supposed to be an accomplished blocker, but if you're playing a tight end position, you got to be able to do more than just block. Now. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, it, it's. It's one of those head scratch. Go back.
4: I, I'm not even going to entertain it. I'm gonna let you guys entertain that. I said, I, mean, I said at the beginning of this week, I said maybe they're moving him to the tight end or something because I mean he's a bigger type receiver, but it's still does He's a receiver that doesn't catch. He doesn't catch. Exactly. Exactly. He doesn't catch. I. You're gonna pay a guy. You're gonna pay a guy for second contract money, who can't catch. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I gave, I gave the benefit of the doubt. All right, he became a really good blocking wide receiver, but you don't pay wide receivers to block, you don't pay him a contract to block, right, right?
5: Right, you know what I'm saying? You just don't do it. See, Bar- yeah. Barrett has to be very guarded about what he says about the organization because he's still. A part of the, the Eagles organization. So, very, if you listen to Barrett, he's very politically correct about what he says about the organization.
4: That's why I can still walk in the locker room. A lot of people, yeah. like Joe Satrial, he can't, he can't walk in the locker room anymore.
5: Yeah, but you okay. know what though? Yeah, but you know what, man? You know, and and, and that's I'm glad you brought that name up. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad because what that man went through when he put that article out there. I mean, he had people death threatening him. Okay. Yep. And I sat back and Barrett and you and I talked about this, and we said, and I said, Barrett, he's not too far off from the truth. Oh, no you know? question. And, we talked to the same people. Yes, and he got lambasted. Okay, yep. people trashed him. Even people in the media on radio and TV trashed yep, right. his article. And and I said, and I talked to him. I said, Joe, if you believe what you wrote, truly stick to your guns because the truth will come out in the end. And sure enough when the Eagles and Carson Wentz went their separate ways, all of a sudden these stories start coming out about Carson not being the consummate leader and being a negative instead of was a positive yep. in a locker room. And then all of a sudden the next year he goes to Indy. And what happens when he leaves Indy story mm-hmm. came out of Indy about some of the same stuff that supposedly happened in Philadelphia. And so I remember talking to Joe shortly after um, that story came out in Indy and Joe said, you know what? I just want to thank you and people like Bear because you people stuck behind me when everybody else turned against me. And I said, Joe, it was your story. I wasn't going to add to it. I wasn't going to detract from it. But like I told you when you first came, stand your guns. If you write it, you know, there are a lot of, and I hate to say this, but there are a lot of people in our profession, as you guys know, that do stuff for sensationalism, trying to get notoriety, trying to get clicks. But I knew what Joe was writing, there was some truth behind it because of people I talked to and people talked to. Yep. We you know? knew it.
4: We me me and D Gun, and me we me and D Gun talked about it um, amongst each other at the desk. Yeah. About who we talked to, how our interaction was with with, with Carson and yes. others on the team, and I mean everything from Alshon. We we talked to all these guys. We have a great relationship, dog. Like the reason why you know D Gun called Derek Barnett and all these guys because we talked to him and chop it up like you know we're at the uh we're at the barber shop. So yeah. when yeah. all this stuff was happening. Every time something would come out, I look across the you know, the desert D gun like, hey, is like, it yeah. we knew I would this just go
5: already. I would just go. <laughs>
3: well,
5: I I it's funny.
3: I the the day he wrote that, I talked to Joe. He he we we communicated and I, I had him on the radio when he was getting destroyed. Okay. Destroyed by by like you guys said, everybody. Yep. The media, yep. the fans, yes. you know, you name it, right? Everybody's killing him. So I, I put him on, because I know Joe to be a reputable guy, to be a guy who, like you said, Derek, isn't just doing this to get yes. to get clicks, whatever, to try to hot take his way through this thing. And he kept saying to me, look, this is real. I'm getting this from legitimate. So, And I know the people he got it from, and I know the whatever. Too, so yep. they right, were real right. people. As time went on, and you guys are right, like this started to unfold almost in slow motion when it came to Wentz. And it got to the point where there were – Very established players in that locker room, some of which had to be separated from him, that knew that this guy, you know, what the persona that you see in front of the camera isn't necessarily what's going on behind the scenes when it comes to Carson. When your owner, and I I don't mean Jeffrey Lurie, I mean Jim Mersey, last year, when your owner talks about you the way that he did, which hurt his trade value, he wasn't afraid to say, we got to get this dude out of here. You never hear that. You no, never no, hear a coach or an no, organization do it. No. When Ursay's when and I know he's a bit of a loose cannon, but when Ursay said that, I thought to myself, this guy must be a disaster in the locker room. And Frank Reich's got to be regretting, you know, going to the mat for him. and putting his name him. out
4: there. you putting his yeah. name behind him, man. you got to watch that. Um, Carson, he, he, he wanted to portray the holier-than-thou type of guy. Yeah, and yeah. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm very spiritually based. Even though Derek calls has been heathen, I'm very spiritually based everything that I do,
5: you know. there is well, a just purpose. because I saw your head spinning a few times, I mean, what do you expect me to say? <laughs>
3: Projectile
5: vomit. Yeah, I won't say anything, but now that you brought it up. Yeah.
4: But, you know, you still, man, you, you, you still have to, you have to, you know, I mean, people understand, you know, Jesus didn't come for, you know, the people already saved. He came to save sinners, you know what I'm saying? That's what his purpose was to come down and make sure we can secure a relationship. With our God, with our Father. Preach, preach it, brother. Preach so, when you're not doing that, you're doing the opposite of that. Instead of instead of bringing in all the 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 you know the the people that's doing bad, all the sinners, he was pushing everybody. He was ostracizing everybody. You got to yeah. be able to get along with the people if you're a leader. Whether you whether you want it or not, you are a quarterback. You're the leader of the team. So you have to be able to to talk, mix, and be around everybody, not just the offensive players, defensive players, coaching staff, everybody.
3: Or not just the guys who wanted to to go to the church group with you. There there are other guys. Exactly. You know, And and that's a huge piece of this thing is locker room presence. I'll tell you the other thing. Stubborn as hell, man. Yes. You know, coaches and teammates trying to help you, give you suggestion, constructive criticism, whatever. You got to be able to take that stuff in and listen to it, and incorporate your game. Not you be coaching, yeah, yeah. All right, I got this, and yeah. and Parsons and I got this guy. And guess what? You're not as athletic as you were, dude. So you right. don't have it like you used to. Right. You you used to right. be able to be Houdini in the middle of a pile and get out of it. You can't do it anymore because of the injuries and because you you're. Gotta be older. Able
4: to exactly. Yeah. You got to be able to listen to people. Like, I mean, like I always listen. You know what I'm saying? I always take everything in. What. What? No, you know I always listen. what? What? Come on now, man. Come on now. OK, I'll give you that. All right. How all many right. times have I, you know, I. You, you, he'll say one thing. He don't say it over one time. He'll say one thing. Hey, man, maybe uh maybe you need to come in a little earlier and look over your notes and stuff. He just put it out there like that. I'm like.
5: Rob, that's how we were trained, bro. That's it. You, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like. You got to prepare, man. That's so, what it's all about. So what did I start doing? You started coming in earlier. You know, you put you put the socket wrenches down when you were out there building your cars and stuff, and you came in earlier, man. Did your homework? You got to slow down when you're reading the prompter. Yep, yep, yep. Slow down doing yep.
4: that. I mean, certain things that you have to listen to. All right, you're running the read option. You got to hold it a little longer and wait till that end commits yep. before you pull it, Carson.
3: Just pull it. Hey. i myself. Even, yep. even the most simple thing like live to see another day, man. Uh, right. Throw it away. Just throw it away. It's all right. We can live with a punt. We can live with it with a third and seven. And it, but it everything is it's it's like it's the last play of the game with no time left with him every single time.
5: Hey, when that story came out about Carson almost getting in a fight in the locker room with Darren Sproles, I would have paid money to see that. Can you he imagine don't. that Carson is six five six six, Darren Sproles. Is five six soaking wet? Can you imagine that? Yeah, on a stepladder. But I, I'll yeah. take Dar. I would have taken
3: Darren Sproles all day, yeah. by the way, at that one.
5: He'd have beat the, be the cotton out of his mouth, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I would have too. He'd yeah. have got up on that stepladder and wailed away at his weight. Exactly. Whoop,
3: whoop, whoop, Jump whoop, off that trampoline and land a couple of shots right after yeah. No, there's no doubt. And look, that's the thing. And, and I think we were all fooled initially, right? And, yes, and, yes, and, yes. and it's taken nothing away from. The, the season that he had in 17, he was phenomenal until right. he got hurt. It's a shame. They don't win a Super Bowl without him. I, I firmly believe that because the home field advantage, et cetera. He, he did an amazing job, but something changed, man. And, you know, I don't think he was ever the same physically. And and the other stuff just started to kind of grow. And I think he got a big head with the contract. I think maybe, the by, by the way, the organization kissed his rear end. I think all those kind of things played into it. And, you know, it got to the point where they had to, Think about the dead cap hit that they had to take just to unload him. Same thing with the Colts that are are going through right – like Washington's such a disaster of an organization. They think they're going to transform this guy. They're not. They're not. It's going to be – you're going to see flashes every once in a while, but it's ultimately – I don't think he can get out of his own way, man. They
4: tried to do it with um, that linebacker from from Alabama who got into trouble. He got drafted in the first round. Yeah. Uh, Ferrari, they call it Ferrari, whatever his name is.
3: Was it Foster? Uh,
4: yeah, oh, Reuben Re- 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 Fra- and, yeah. and I wanted Ruben Foster – I wanted the Eagles to pick him up. In the he was a great crowd.
3: player. Yeah, he man. Great, great college player.
4: Great talent. Great player. But he just couldn't get out of his own way. I heard he had a workout with Miami. But I don't think they have the same support system that the Eagles. Eagles can bring in wayward guys like that. They can come in because they have the foundation to work through those type of ordeals with people that have a checkered past. Like they could bring in a Michael Vick. They could bring in guys that, you know, didn't necessarily – um, have their best resume, like a Garrett Blunt um, on a team situation, you know, in team situations. They have the – you know, they have that fundamental foundation that they could do it. Washington doesn't have that fundamental no. foundation. They've got a lunatic running the organization. You know what I'm saying?
3: And a bunch of yes men and yeah. women surrounding like everybody. Yes, Mr. Snyder. Yes.
4: Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, he might not be the owner
3: in the next couple of years, you know, anyways. If this stuff, not to get too far in the weeds with this, but yeah. if this stuff comes out that he, that they, you know, didn't report some of the finances, that's what'll get them out. All the yeah. moral stuff, the, the, yep. the we know the NFL looks the other way because they're hypocrites. They'll look the right. other way on that stuff, I but when know. it comes to their pocketbook, forget it, man.
4: <laughs> if that's the case, yep. that's going to get him out of there. You That'll know what I'm That's you know crazy. how it is, man. That's, it, that's crazy that you're you're right you're right on point with that because. You know, you can do everything you want to do. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do, unless you mess with the money. When you mess with the money, oh, no, we I got to get it. him out of here. Yep. He know,
5: how, how, much here. More, how much more can that organization endure? They've, they've gone through the sexual harassment scandals. They've gone through the scandal of allegedly of photographers being told to take pictures of uh, cheerleaders when they were on uh, on location to take photo shoots. Uh, for the team calendar and things like that. Um, they changed the complexion. They got rid of the so-called cheerleading squad. Um, they've, they have uh, more women in power in the front office now trying to rectify some of the mis- misgivings they've had in the past. And now this. How much more embarrassment can the Daniel Snyder endure? Oh, yeah. He's got one of the worst franchises in the league, by far from a media standpoint, the worst stadium in the NFL. And I know they're talking about building a new stadium down in Arlington, Texas, but I mean Arlington, uh, Virginia. But how much more can this man how much more embarrassment can this man endure? They don't draw they just, well yeah. too. They no, don't they draw. don't. Well, no. you, you forget the you forget the part that
4: they got another team's head coach fired.
5: Yes. Yes.
4: You know, yeah. yeah,
3: Gruden. <laughs> they got another coach's head coach fired over emails that he had with their head coach, who's their brother. Yeah. I, I look. I keep getting back to if this, if they, can, if there's a, 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 you know, a trail to this thing, if there's a smoking gun with the money, that'll that'll finally force Goodell's hand. Goodell covers everything up. He, you know, none of this stuff got public other than Gruden. You think that's a coincidence? None of the oh. Washington stuff came out. They, they were angry at Gruden, not to get into the whole Gruden thing here, but they were angry right. at Gruden for some of the stuff that he did, and he got his. Look, like, yep. you know,
5: whatever. That, that tells, that tells you you tell me nothing came out on Washington yeah. from this thing? Publicly? What do they have, like, over 65,000 emails, emails they went through, and yep. that's the only one that slipped through the cracks publicly? Right. Yeah. right. I mean, it's, really? It's the same Are thing. Like
3: he, we we could sit here, and I don't want to sound like some crying Eagles fan, but he, he covered up for the Patriots back in the day. I mean, there's no doubt he squashed that stuff. So – this stuff happens a lot, unfortunately, with with the league. It's such a money maker, and the owners love that. Goodell just keeps lining their pockets, man. And Goodell's making what's he making forty something million a year? So that's like that gravy train doesn't want to be stopped. He doesn't no, want more be than stopped. forty. It's more than forty plus everybody's family gets
4: lifetime health care. And yes. we and have a healthcare.
5: private jet and a private jet. You yeah, what, private
4: how's jet.
3: it work for for a player, Barry? Like for a guy who played as long as you do? How long? What do you get? It like. They give you a few years when you retire.
4: When you retire, you get five years from the from the last time you um you get a check. You get five years. After that five years, you no longer get any medical. You know, okay, what I'm saying? okay. They do have a fund where if you if you uh it'll it'll reimburse you. Like if I go out and I might have a surgery, if I have a surgery and it costs me fifty grand, right? I have to pay the fifty grand first before I can get reimbursed for
3: it. So me. you pay it out of pocket and then they cover you.
4: Right, right, right. Okay. But that's some players are messing that up. Yeah. Because guy, like, you know, Clinton Portis is going to jail for that now. Right. He went out and bought one of those uh, hyperbaric chambers, and he had somebody make him a receipt for it. A doctor making a receipt for it, sent it in, got reimbursed the money, but never got the hyperbaric chamber. No kidding. So they messed up because all the receipts were like, you know, sit, receipts they got off. You know, uh, any site, you know, what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, And got reimbursed for. So they I mean it. I'm talking about like a lot of money, like several uh, hundred thousand dollars worth of um, stuff that they were supposed they got reimbursed with and didn't didn't have a, the, you know, the the machines to do it. Crazy. Hey, you know
5: who else was a part of that? Uh, and I, and it just blows me away because he's such a good guy. I remember Corell Buckhalter. That's right. Yeah. He's one yeah. of the guys. Yeah, man. Um, who also got caught up in that? And Corell is the most down to earth, nicest human being you ever wanted to meet in your life. And so when his name surfaced, I, it just, it left me speechless, man, that he he was a part of that as well. I'm like, wow. Amazing. Amazing. And, and there's, there's like, what, six, seven ex-players that were yeah. involved yeah. in this? And I, all sweet. I did, man, I,
4: I got the reimbursement. I'm like, man, should I get this reimbursement for me, them putting in a molar or, or or something? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, like, I don't want to mess with it at first, but I'm like, man, you know what? That's my money. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. so now I sent it in. You know, anything I pay now as far as medical, I send it in so I can get reimbursed for it. But those guys were getting over like a fat rat, man, having bogus receipts, and them sending the money for it, man.
5: Hey, Rob, I I just checked. Roger Goodell made $63.9 million last year, which included bonuses uh, and stuff like that, thanks in large part to the $100 billion 10-year contract uh, agreement they signed with the players. So, man, it, dude, let me tell you 63.9. So, if a commissioner of a league is making almost $64 million a year and he gets private jet and he gets healthcare benefits for the rest of his life, it, it, it just plays to what I've been saying for years that the NFL is the richest, most, most lucrative sports conglomerate on the planet. Yeah, if Barred you're not
3: way. if you are not making insane money as an owner, you're doing it. It's almost foolproof.
5: It, it, it really is at
3: this point. All right, let's keep you know let's keep rolling with the uh, with the football talk, guys. When we get back, because I want I want to dive into the uh, into the draft. I want to get into two areas I think are major. I'm looking at the depth chart at corner and safety. We touched on this a little bit earlier in the week, but let's get into some of the some of the corner and safety options uh, coming out in the draft. We'll do that one o'clock by the way, in the one o'clock hour. Uh, we're going to be joined by, joined by James Palmer. James does a phenomenal job as a reporter for the NFL Network. He's also Scott Palmer's son. Scott Palmer, a legend in this town, a long time at Channel 6, works with oh, the yep. Phillies now. Yep. yep. For, for
4: the, I'm, I'm sorry, guy, but I, I just got to say this one more thing about this, what we just got to talk about. <laughs> Bro, it wasn't until 2016 that the NFL paid taxes for the money they were making. Jeez. They were tax-exempt. Um entity what 73 years how
5: is that possible
4: <laughs> bro I, I, I thought i heard they were a, um, a not-for-profit Jeez. but they're for, they're for profit but you know they oh, they, they got so many people but can you believe that no and that's one, no. Thing, I, one thing i know i'm gonna die and i'm gonna pay taxes and when me pay a tax
3: bro. there's two absolutes man for our lives <laughs> right and, and, and it's those two things <laughs> yeah. maybe not the nfl that's for sure that all right crazy. yeah let's but get a quick ahead, time Carl. out well, no, it's all right. We'll come back. We'll keep rolling with the football talk, man. This is fun. I I, I like to dive a little bit more into the draft. Like I said, James is coming up uh, a little after one o'clock from the NFL Network. So we'll talk to James. He's covering the Eagles all week next week, so he'll be he'll be firmly in scots and he's been he's been really you know dialed in on the Eagles and what they may end up doing. So I want to get into that with James. We'll do the Sixers a little bit later. They're looking to take a, get the broom out, do some chores on Saturday, take care of business against the Raptors. Billy's back at it. We do have a lot more in store, that's for sure. He's the gun. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. You're watching Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network. And let me tell you, uh, we got the weekend coming up. The last thing you want to be dealing with is any kind of water or fire or smoke. We, like, we know that you, you, there's enough going on in your life right now. So I'm going to tell you about my friends at ProAction Restoration. If you have a home or a business or a property, whatever, and you experience the pain and inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your property or your building, You know how trying that can be. ProAction is on call 24-7. That's key. Something happens in the middle of the night, they're there. 24-7, they're ready to assist. I experienced it. I went through it with my parents a few years back, and they were great. They came as soon as I called. I called them. They were there within the hour, and they came over, and they cleaned up a pretty messy job for sure, did an unbelievable job. And when they left, the place looked better than it did before the water damage hit. That's for sure. Professional, clean, price, reasonable, you name it. They're licensed and bonded and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state era for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction, this is also key, with your insurance company. They're going to you know do the best they can to cover any kind of damage that you have, whether it's water, fire, smoke, smoke mold remediation you name it they can handle it give them a call 610-623-3760 610-623-3760 or email them proactionrestoration.com that's proactionrestoration.com
1: go for the midnight tears go for the game go for the hits go for the fans go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was
6: the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the
7: crowd. <sighs> so go to ready. Go to left. fake mama. mama go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again.
8: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare Uh-huh
9: On the field of life First Trust Bank is there for you
10: on three. One, two, three. Because
9: Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
10: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim i didn't think she was gonna make it major perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence if you don't
11: find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for you will get lost in the wilderness
10: badly injured call the fritz and beyond cooley law firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say we
12: got this At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
3: Back in everybody sports take. Hey, I need you all to slam and smash and destroy that like button. Let's go, let's go. We don't have nearly enough people. Every single one of you. I see you. Easy money. I see you, Gigi. I see you, Big D, OBX. Everybody, everybody. Jeremiah, Big D, John. Let's go. Easy money. Bam! Slam it, slam it, slam it. D Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Media YouTube Network. Each and every day, Monday through Friday. 12 to 3 started talking a lot of football. Figure keep the momentum rolling. Hey, by the way, uh just a, an NBA note. We'll talk Sixers in a little bit. Uh Scotty Barnes still doubtful for that game for tomorrow in mm. Toronto for the Raptors. Also, we'll, we'll give you um the odds of the teams that are still standing to win the NBA title cuz they've changed quite a bit with some of the injuries. There's some major injuries in the in the NBA, man. Oh, with yeah. uh Chris Middleton, oh, with goodness. Devin Booker. Yeah. I mean, Unbelievable, like big time impact kind of stuff for sure. So
5: we'll get into that, man. I'm look- I'm looking at a comment here, man. People talking about, hey, Eagles trade for a quarterback. Trade, trade what for who? What- <laughs> what?
13: For who For what,
5: Ricky? What-, what do you? What do you trade what? They're not trading draft commodity for for what a veteran? Well, who-, who who do you want? Russell Wilson gone, Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. What yeah. are you going to trade for? Uh, look, I'm with you, man. Do they mean
3: trade up to try to get somebody they like, or do they mean somebody who's still uh, yeah? To me, like who's out there to grab right now in the league? Who like currently playing? There's no nobody. Look, Chase, I, I was
5: Chase Daniel. I,
3: I want to be his agent's brilliant, by the way, Chase Daniel. That oh my dude's God. oh, he's he's not quite made Sam Bradford money, but he's done pretty well for himself. He's, he's right played. there. He's right yeah. on
4: the on, on the cusp. He was making seven million dollars a year here in yeah. Philly when he was a backup.
3: Yeah, seven million. And Barrett, he he's ba- and to his credit, it, it's the greatest gig ever. If you get behind durable quarterbacks and you never have to go in the games, you can make a ton of money and you walk away from your career. Without a, without a nick on your body, without a bruise <laughs> or a cut, it is, br- it's brilliant, man. It, God bless you if you can pull no it question. off. No course. That is
4: the cushiest job ever.
3: Like, my yes. last four years,
4: I backed up. So I really didn't play on Sunday. And I was pissed off because I did everything through the week. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? On, 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 on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I was still banging and practicing hard. But quarterbacks, they, they got a red jersey on. Uh-huh. All they're doing is throwing the ball every once. And then when you're a backup, you don't throw the ball nearly enough. You're just taking those mental reps from behind, the mental reps. I <laughs> mean, is that the biggest hustle ever? Man, I think about
3: it. the biggest hustle ever. And Doug Peterson is one of them. But if you backed up Favre
2: for, oh, yeah. for seven, or oh, Peyton Manning
3: gosh. before the neck end, those guys never missed a game. Breeze for a long time never missed a game. If you were the backup to any – and Chase Daniel was with, with Breeze at one point. You, you, I mean, it's the greatest job there is.
5: Oh, my goodness. You know, when you're talking about about Chase Daniel and how he's been stealing money forever, you know what the first name that comes to mind? Think about Ty Detmer. Ty and and Coy Detmer. How long did they take the league for money, man? I mean, how many many years? And I'm thinking, neither one of them were what you could consider a quarterback size. They were skinny guys. Little. Little. You know, little guys. And I'm thinking – Man, they made a killing off of being back. I up give Ty more game. love than
3: Coy. Ty, at least for a little while, was kind of a starter. But
5: Coy, ugh. well, Coy, Coy whipped out the big stick, though. Yeah, you he did. Yeah, the yeah, Green Bay game. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers gave it right. No, Brett Favre gave it right back to him. Yeah, <laughs> remember that?
3: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right, I wanted to hit you guys with this because I. I I was looking at the Eagles depth chart today and I just, well, I wanted to refresh my memory on a couple positions. First of all, they are a very thin team, man. There is not a lot of depth in, in a lot of spots, but I'm looking at the defensive backfield. Okay. So for right now, as, as things stand before the draft, you're starting corners slay. Okay. Maddox in the slot. Good. Zach McPherson. No, your safeties are Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris. No. I don't think we talk enough about how bad the defensive backfield is here, guys. I mean, we're focused yeah. on a lot of things, and rightfully so. You got to be able to get to the quarterback. I get it. You need playmakers at receiver. I get it. You need linebackers. We've been screaming for that forever. But you guys feel good about what's happening with the defensive backfield?
5: <laughs> what? Go, Mr. Are you me? I
3: mean, we're talking about
4: we're talking about way back when when we had sports. For a, a defensive coordinator, I've hated the DBs. You know what I mean? And it wasn't it wasn't as though they were really bad. They just didn't use them. Like, look at Rasul Douglas had some skills and he's balling in Green Bay. Yeah. You look at uh, you know, the Green Goblin, he had some skills also. The only reason he didn't get drafted in like the second or third round is because he had troubles um back at LSU, you know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. he got us some trouble. They've had quality guys there. Sidney Jones just didn't do anything here, but he's yep. balling where he is now
5: in Seattle.
4: They just don't have they. I, I don't. It was coaching, I guess, but they just never really panned out or or had a we. All right, let me change that around. We never had a defensive coordinator to use them the way they need to be used. The past two and a half. I mean, the past two and a half coaches put it like that. Those guys didn't play up to the capabilities. Um, they had they had Bradley. Bradley was the defensive coordinator. He never played those guys. And they were pretty good cornerbacks. You know, even, when they, even they were talking about sconces and stuff like that. They were still very feasible starting quarterbacks, I mean, uh, cornerbacks. They just never used them in the capacity they needed to use them in. Every time we get a defensive coordinator the past couple of years, they have been guys that played off and played too much zone. You can't do that in this, today's league. You give these quarterbacks an inch, they're going to take a mile. And that's what's going on. They're just not aggressive play callers. And, and and I don't know. McPherson may be okay. If he play in a system that's more aggressive, maybe he can use that size. Maybe he can run with some guys. But we'll never know because we don't run a system that have these guys play in one of those, all right, I'm going to get in your face and be one of those, you know, shut down type of guys. We don't know if they can shut down because we don't use them that way.
5: Look, all you need to know is, go back to the last season when they had, what, Steve Nelson? <laughs> right, yeah. Rod, Rodney, Rodney McLeod. mm mm-hmm. Anthony Harris, and Darius Slay. Yeah, what happened when they played the better offenses in the National Killed. Football League? Killed. Okay. Yeah. So now Rodney McLeod's in Indianapolis. Where's Ronald Darby in, in 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 a in a Denver? Is he in Denver? He's still playing. Okay. Yeah, he's still. Well, playing. Yeah. I mean, Ronald Darby. Ballin'. Yeah. You know, where's Where's Steve Nelson now? Didn't he sign with somebody else? Was he? He
3: signed with Indy or was
5: it Texas? The Texans. Yeah. Okay, in yeah. Texas. So, Two
4: years, ten million dollars.
5: So, as much as we're happy to have you know, Reddick here. My priority would have been trying to shore up the back end of that that defense because if, you're, if your front end's tight and your back end's tight, you can cover up many of the deficiencies you might have at the linebacking situation. But now you still have a glaring hole at linebacker and you got some serious problems on the back end because I, I love Maddox. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Maddox. I mean, he sticks his nose in there. He's a sure tackler if he gets his hands on you. But he's undersized. Darius Slay is what he is. You don't have enough depth. I mean, and, and not just starters. You, you don't have a rotation. You know, you if somebody goes down, who's the next guy up? Marcus Epps? Right. Who, who, but no, well, I mean, right now he's your starting strong safety. Oh, no. No, 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 no. So right now he is. You got a problem. And even if you no, even no, if no, you no. take your first pick, even if you take that first pick and draft a cornerback. I don't care how good he is. He still has a learning curve. He's got to right. get through half the games, not not OTAs, not mini camps, not training camp. You still have to get through at least half the game action before you get to that comfortable level. So you're still going to be in a deficiency at least for the first half of the season.
4: Well, all right. It's now Marcus is isn't starting right now. Kayvon, uh, Kayvon Wallace is, you know, the the kid from um, Clemson.
3: Uh, Maybe.
4: Am I supposed to feel better now? I just just want to take that and give you a little bit. of. No, I'm just playing. But you're right, man. You got Zach McPherson, fourth rounder. Maybe he can play. We'll never know if we don't put him in a situation where he can show what he can do. Um, If you want to be competitive, you got to go out there and pay to be competitive these days. You can't just you know think that your guys are going to go out there and make an instant impact when you don't have a defense that allows you to do that. I don't know. Darius Slay. I know Slade can play. But after that, I mean, I'm going I'm to give Mad- Maddox some credit also. Maddox right. played well. As well I, you know I, I think that? he's
3: excellent in the slot. Yeah, right. I do. So I feel good about well. those two. I'm
4: not worried about those two. But then after that, you know what I'm saying? Um, Anthony Harris, all right, he, was, he, he didn't underwhelm me, but he wasn't overly – uh, somebody that I, you know, that I, all right, he's he's great back there. I think he he's played, a guy. I think yeah, he's a
3: guy, Barrett. That's what he, he is. He plays
4: very consistently, and when you don't call his name, because usually when you call a guy's name at the safety position, they're either doing wrong, mm-hmm. especially at free safety, they're either doing wrong, they're getting beat, or they're not coming up and tackling. So yeah. evidently he's feasible back there, and he plays well enough that you don't hear his name. Slay balled out last year. Yeah. You know, he showed he can play. Uh, Mattis balled out last year. He showed he can play. McPherson towards the end of the year, he did show me a little bit, especially in Dallas, you know. Mm -hmm. He went out there man-to-man, C.D. Lamb, and I thought he did pretty well. He handled himself pretty well. After that, you know, it's just guys. You know, Joshua Scott, you know, we got him from Jacksonville. He didn't play any. He played just a little bit, just a little bit of special teams. Uh, Marcus Epps came in and filled in, was was consistent. Okay. Okay. Consistently what? I just said consistent. I, I didn't say he was consistently good. Consistent oh, bad. oh, okay. All right.
3: He was but, out there. But, there, but okay. all these names you're throwing out, and granted, some of these are really young kids, but they're they're mostly depth guys. They shouldn't yes. be starters. Right. They shouldn't right. be on the front line right. here.
5: Yes,
4: and that's the problem, you know, because we don't have really a guy to come in there and be a true starter. And we're not going to get a guy to come and play a true starter mm-hmm. unless we get him in the draft, number one. No, we can't even say get him in the draft because Zach McPherson, we got him in the draft.
5: Texas okay. Tech. And, and you got all these people out there screaming about, get Honey Badger, get Tyron Matthew in here. And there's a reason he's still out on the open market. See, because Tyron's been in the league long enough to know the longer you're out in the open market, the more <laughs> your potential <laughs> earning whittles, okay? So why hasn't a team jumped on Tyron Matthew? I think because of two things. Age, number one, and number two, you don't know how long you're going to have him on the field. Yep. You know, yep. he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a good player. But you know what? You, what did they say? You can't make the club in the tub, right? You know? Right. And, and Look, he, he's in, he's been injured. You know I mean, I mean, he plays with reckless abandon. The reason he's hurt all the time is because he hits so hard and he plays out with out reckless abandon. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I love his game. I got a lot of respect for his game. Mad respect for his game. But he's not doing me any good if he's on IR.
4: He's he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's double edged sword, man. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. You know he, he cuts you both ways. He cuts you when you're out there on the field and making plays. It'll catch you when he's in the um tub, also.
3: But do you um, think that's the objective, guys? Like, even maybe. Well, I think now it's definitely gonna be after the draft. See, depending on what they do, then maybe they pony up for Honey Badger if they don't go hard on a safety here.
4: Oh my fault! I said Joshua. Jos is it Josiah? Josiah. Jos- yeah, Josiah. I, well, yeah. Let I, me put it. I, let me put it like yeah. this. He won't get on the field, so it doesn't matter what I call him. He won't come anyways. So put call wow. him
5: Jay, Jay Scott. Wow. <laughs> you
4: know what I'm saying? whatever I, it is,
5: but I don't I, care about that, bro. Yeah, Boy. I think answer to answer your question, Rob, I think, it, it, I think once the Eagles, like every other team, get through the draft and see what they have and don't have, I think that's when – players like you know the honey badger become commodities or become right. more wanted because teams are also saying we can drive the price down how bad do you want to play there was a time when you were making big money but you're on the outside you're looking in now how, how bad do you want to play he's so doing he, that though. huh no,
4: i don't i don't believe that's the case d you
5: think you think this a team is going to give him big money he would have got like in the first week of free agency i think that
4: he's been offered big
5: money he's just choosing not to go to those organizations I think I think he might have been shocked at, at, at the money he wasn't offering. Now I'm not saying he was. I'll <laughs> agree with a, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you and say he may have been offered a decent contract, and he's probably thinking oh, I could get more. Now he's yeah. got to realize, uh oh, uh oh. i may have hurt myself financially at this stage of my career because who knows? This could be his last go around. You don't know.
3: But the other thing that's interesting with him is there, there's a lot of talk. He's you know LSU kid and from that area. You want to go to that Saints team's gonna stink. I'm They're going to be bad, man. And all now, look, good. if you just want the, the, the comforts of home and all that, okay, fine, whatever. But you're probably closing out your career on a bad team. He's also going to keep that in mind. You know, what 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 exactly is the priority there? Is it getting paid? Is it comfort level with home? Is it the chance yeah. to win a championship? Like, obviously, he would have a good chance with the Chiefs, right? And and yeah. maybe the Chiefs just said, you know, time to move on, which should be a bit of a red flag anyway. But yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Eagles view it and how he views it as, hey, nobody else is really knocking down his door real hard, or at least they right. wasn't interested in those teams. Go wake this thing out, man, and just get it down, get it down, get it down, get it down. And it just feels that way to me.
4: Well, that's the same thing that happened to Nelson last year, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. They got him the on, on a get. very cheap deal. Yep. they got A Nelson one-year deal. Yeah, that's, um, what,
5: that's what I mean. You know, he yep. was a starter in Pittsburgh. All of yep. a sudden, you know, he thought he was going to get more. He wanted to stay relevant. You want to stay in the league? Take what you can get on one year. Now he's down in Houston now. So basically he went from a mediocre team to the to the cesspool of the NFL right now. One of the cesspools of the NFL in Houston. But you want to stay relevant in the game. You got to suck up your pride and take what you're offered at that stage because you didn't yeah. get what you want.
3: Yeah. And what a weird situation too. Like they Houston they blow out David Cully, who I thought, considering what a mess the whole thing was and what a circus it was with Sean Watson, did a yeah. pretty good job. And they they bring in Lovey Smith who was the coordinator. They elevate Lovey Smith. Like I, I thought, David Culley really got screwed.
5: I agree in, in, in Houston. And I, and I know David. And he's a good man. He's a good football man, knowledgeable football man. Um, he was he was put in a bad situation to start. Yep. And and the fact that he was only given one year. Um, if if I'm a coach, a potential coach, and I understand. You know, there's only 32 jobs in whatever position you're coaching at. There's only 30, 32 of those jobs in the NFL, but I would not look at Houston as an option to, to build my resume, you know, um, because if that's how you're going to treat people, especially good people, good quality people, you know, David, people like David Cully have been in the football for decades and building football for decades, because number one, they're good at what they do, teach young people and sustainability. And when you dump on a guy like that after one year, he's your scapegoat after Weird. That, that mess you gave him. You traded away all your marquee players, and you put him in a cesspool like that, and you only gave him one year. If I'm another coach looking, I'm like, okay, yeah. there's, instead of 32, there's 31 teams that mm-hmm. I'm looking at instead of 32. Because that team, I want nothing to do with that team if that's how they treat your players. Let me uh,
3: Let me throw some of these names at you guys and tell me who you like, who you don't like here coming out. Uh, uh let's start with corner. Sauce Gardner. The uh, best, Derek,
4: corner.
3: Your best Corner. Yeah, best corner. How about this, Barrett? Six three, one ninety. That's like a Bobby Taylor kind of size. I love
4: yep. it. Yep. Yep. Right. Very comparable, very comparable game as Bobby. Um, I think he's a little faster
3: than Bobby. Yes. Okay. Man, yes. Any shot he's in the neighborhood when the Eagles are picking. Not FFC. a snowball's
4: chance in, Okay. Yeah.
3: Fair enough. Yeah. Derek Stingley. Had some injury issues. Liz Frank among them at LSU didn't run a crazy great uh, 40 time, which right. turns some people off. I think he's got insane talent, insane talent.
4: It's number two corner in this year's draft. Not a snowball's chance in Texas either.
5: Okay. I, I think right. when you, I think when you look at both of those corners, because I think they could go either way, you know, Stingley yep. could go one depending. It's going to come down to what does a team need? You know, Coach Barrett, Barrett knows this. I mean – you know, we look at these draft boards and how they slot them. He's the top corner. He's this corner. And all of a sudden, you see a flip-flop. This one goes in. The reason being, coaching staffs look at what they want in a certain player. Height, strength, speed, quickness, mm-hmm. lateral pursuit, press coverage, so on and so forth. And one coach likes certain attributes about a player that another coach goes, eh, that's okay. I love all these things about him, but he's missing this, so let's go this way. But those two corners, I'd be shocked if they're still on the board when okay. the Eagles pick. Okay,
4: I I, I can almost guarantee they won't. Yeah, but sauce going to to me, he's a he's a um, just like you said, like a Bobby Taylor, but more so like a a Ike Taylor's third year in the league. You know, more more refined Ike Taylor.
3: Okay. I'll take either one of those two Taylor comps. They're both (laughs) right there. All right. Andrew Bruce out of Clemson. He doesn't quite have the same size as those guys, but played obviously in a big time program and was a really good player. He is, my, he is my sleeper pick. Yeah. He is the guy to come
4: in and be a day-one starter. I love his enthusiasm, the way he plays the game. Very energetic. He's going to tell you about it, why he's, he's out there D'ing you up. He can play um, man-to-man. I mean, he's a better man-to-man, but he can also play zone.
13: Mm-hmm. Come
4: up and hit you on a run. He'll fill. He is – he's probably – a game, a uh, 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 day one starter, and wherever he goes. He's that good. I love the way he plays. I love his enthusiasm, the way he plays the game. He will be a great, great addition to wherever team he's in because he's going to come in and, if not compete,
3: more so than win the number one job. Obviously. Is he there? Is he there at 15, B? Yes. Okay. You can get mm-hmm. him there.
5: Yep. Yes. Okay. okay. The, the thing is, too, when you talk about a kid like Andrew Booth, if you're a starter on a Clemson defense, you better be almost pro ready because yep. you look at Clemson's defenses through the years, over the last five, six years, man, it's a, it's a rugged defense, man. Those boys are physical on that side of the ball. And so, you know, he has that physicality mentality. Um, he plays in a great program. that turns out great athletes, especially on defense. Yep. Um, and and I, I agree with Barrett. I think he'll be in that 15, 18, 19 slot. If the Eagles decide he's their choice at that position.
3: All right, two more names I'll throw at you guys, and I want to jump to safety. And by the way, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, James Palmer is going to be joining us from the NFL Network. All right, Trent McDuffie, the kid out of Washington. Again, not as big, but he can run, man. He can run, but I think he's a
4: little too stubby.
3: Okay. He's, not,
4: he's not as physical. He's used, to running, he's used to running and shadowing guys. He's not going to come in and be a shutdown corner, but he'll shadow everybody. He's not going to have a lot of big plays on him. He can, um, he'll can, he come in he'll compete, but I just don't think his arms are long enough that he can – Handled, you know, the, the the physicality of playing like against Dallas, you know, with C.D. Lamb and those guys, you know, he'll play off of them. You're not gonna run past him. He'll be there to make the play. He'll make the tackle. But I don't think he's gonna go up and make a lot of plays, big plays, and knocking the ball down or anything like that. But he's not gonna get beat deep. He's not gonna get beat a lot of the times. He's gonna be right there, you know, tip for tap or whoever he's playing against. But to me, he's just not one of those cornerbacks, as you would say, all right, I'm going to draft you in the first and you're going to be a day one starter.
3: All right, what one a, more. Uh, yeah. Roger McCreary, the kid out of Auburn. I'm just giving you some select guys that, that I like, but uh, there's a, I'm sure a lot of others that, that, that may be there later, too. But McCreary, you guys, any interest in him? Like him at all? Hey, I, I do like him, but I don't like him in a, um, as a as a first round. First okay, round. later. No. Maybe,
5: yeah, he's, okay. He's, a, he's a second. second.
3: Yep. All right, let, let's go safety then. You want to go safety Gunner? Let's jump over yeah, to safety.
5: Yeah, just real quick. When, yeah. when you talk about McDuffie, yeah, I think I think of Sidney Jones. Okay, you
3: know, yeah,
5: and, you know I, I think of Sidney Jones. First of all, anybody coming out of Washington, I'm a little suspect of them. Yeah, you know, the I hear one. you, man. I'm you know, the same way. If it's not um, Bud Baker, I don't want them. No, <laughs> yeah, no, but they, yeah, you know, for for every one for everyone they get it right out of Washington, there's ten more that you go, dang it, why did I make that pick? Uh-huh. You know, so well,
3: I, I I hear you with that. I hear you. with That all right. So safety, the the, the obviously the most touted guy is Kyle Hamilton, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna be there at 15, even though that, that I think that position is devalued a little bit in the draft. I don't think he's gonna be there. Would they he's sitting there maybe at twelve. Would they He'll try and make a move?
4: And I would I I I I'm I'm thinking hard and, and, and long and say yes because I I love Harrison Smith. Harrison okay. Smith has been in the league 10, 12 years, and he's been one of the most reliable safeties in the league. You need a big play, he's gonna get it to you. A Notre Dame guy. Um, I, I like his I like the way he plays the game. Now he ran a four five 40. There They're defensive alignment running four five forty these days. Yep. But you can't, I mean, you gotta pass the eye test. On the field, what he does, you just can't you just can't ignore that. He might have had a bad day. He may have ate some bad pizza or something the day before, you know, and he just wasn't feeling right when he ran a forty. That might be the case. He plays faster than four or five. And, you know. It's going to drop him, but it might be right there to make it make him obtainable for the uh, for the Eagles to draft him.
3: Okay. All right. Daxton Hill, the kid out of Michigan, who uh, a lot of people – by the way, Hamilton's 6'4", 220, just to put it in perspective. He, he <laughs> right. is a big hat. Uh, yeah. Daxton Hill a- out of Michigan. He's a six-footer again. You got Lewis Sign, the kid out of Georgia, who we touched on yesterday. He's bigger, 6'2", uh, 200. And then you got Jaquan Brisker, kid out of Penn State, who – a lot of people in this area like a lot. He's got decent size, too. He's, he's 6'1", 199. Just, any of those names do anything for you guys?
5: Yes, Lewis, yes, yes. L- Lewis, sign, uh, who, who did he play for? Yeah, Georgia. Yeah. There you go. What did I tell you? Any, them I don't knows. care if it's a punter. I'm drafting the punter out of Georgia. I don't care. <laughs> they play for Georgia. He's on my football team.
3: Especially on the defensive side.
5: Yes, yes. yes, yes. yes. All right. You, know, if you look at the wealth of talent that team had. Woof. I'm telling you, I think I think this year's Georgia team is similar to um, that Clemson team when they had three defensive linemen drafted yes. in the first round. Yeah, you know I think Georgia's team and, and the D line linebacker back end have some quality talent across the board. Mm-hmm. If you wore the Georgia logo on your helmet, there's a possibility I could be picking you.
3: <laughs> How about
5: you?
4: I, I come on, man. Scene is probably the. He's the probably the second or third best safe. No, he'll be the second best safety in this draft. Like I said, he might, He's sometimes you look at a guy playing in the defense like that, and those guys up front just make things too easy for you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be a baller playing. You know when you got guys rushing the pass like he has up front. Right. So, but a safety nobody's really talking about, yeah. and that I really really enjoy watching is Jalen uh uh was it Petrie. From, oh, from Baylor. Baylor, yeah. The kid okay. played outside linebacker. He he played safety. He played a little corner. He could play anywhere. I I think he's like a hybrid mixture of Malcolm Jenkins and and and, and Jalen um Jalen uh what's his name the Green Goblin yeah uh, from here uh, Mills Jalen Mills he's like yeah. he's that type of player man he's gonna come up he's gonna fill on a run he can cover in the slot receivers. He can also cover tight ends and running backs out in the backfield. He is a a, a prototypical box safety that does everything and will be around the ball. Mm. He's another sleeper at the uh, safety position. You can probably pick him up in the second round or maybe even the third round. But I love the way that kid plays.
3: Okay. All right. Anybody else jump out of you?
4: Um, let me see. Uh, there was one more kid that I I, I liked. Uh, uh, Nick Cross from okay. Maryland. We're talking about a free safety. Now, this guy's a a, a, a a single high safety and has speed for days, has the size you want from a safety. He's going to be imposing type of safety, has the gun show and all that. Yeah. But he runs like a 4-3 playing a safety position. You put him back there, you ain't got to worry about anybody beating him deep. But once, you know, he does, gets a track on the ball, he's going to go get it or he's going to knock you out. So Nick Cross is a guy that a lot of people are talking about who's moving up the draft board.
3: Okay. All right. Let's do this. Get a timeout. Come back. We're going to keep the football talk rolling. James Palmer from the NFL Network is going to join us. He's going to be stationed in Philly next week, concentrated on the birds. We'll talk to him about what he's hearing around the league, what he's hearing for the Eagles. A little later in the show, guys, we're going to run through the top order here. You know, the, the one through 14 leading up to the birds. See who we think Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, whatever, the Jets, who they may end up taking and who could still be there. For the Eagles. We
1: are Sports
3: Take. You're watching us on Jacob Media YouTube Network.
1: Go for the Midnight Dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
6: All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs>
10: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim i didn't think she was gonna make it major perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence
11: if you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for you will get lost in the wilderness
10: badly injured Call the fritz and beyond cooley law firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they
12: say we got this At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
3: Clock hour. Welcome back in, everybody. I'm Rob Ellis, along with Derek Gunn and Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Take. Tell a friend. Let everybody know, man. We are going to be with you each and every Monday through Friday, 12 to 3, right here Jacob Media YouTube Network. Again, let's let's hit those likes, man. Let's slam those likes out. Let's get as many eyeballs on this show as possible. We'll be joined a little bit, guys, by, uh, by James Palmer from the NFL Network. It's crazy, man. You guys know this uh so james is is doing a lot of stuff for the nfl network today right and he's he's working us in in between hits so you know they're going to him live he's doing his thing kind of back and forth the second he gets off he's going to jump on with us then he's got to jump right back on so we're we're in that we're like that 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 oreo cookie man we're the sandwich we're the cream in between there so we he's go gonna get us, yeah. <laughs> he's going to get to us when he can so we appreciate his effort for sure we've talked a lot of football in in the first hour I mentioned a little bit later we'll get into the Sixers we'll get into Jay Wright you know guys Jay Wright today was pretty interesting and we'll again delve more into this in a bit but he said basically he knew during the season that he was he was done he he got he got to a point where it was never hard for him to 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 ratchet it up and go a hundred percent. He said he was fighting himself. Like, come on, man, I'm at 70. I got to get this thing up. I'm asking my players to give a hundred. I got to get this thing up to a hundred. And he said he knew at the end of the regular season that he was going to give everything he had for the, you know, for the tournament run and the big East and all that. But he was done after that. That's pretty fascinating stuff.
4: Yeah, it is. You know, especially when, you know, it's that time for you to um for you to hang it up, you know, like I could kind of tell the year before the super bowl, I was thinking, man, it just ain't the same anymore. Not, not that it wasn't the same anymore as far as my love for the game and wanting to play the game. Mm-hmm. But when I used to see like MEB blitzes coming or I see a safety rolling over, and I know exactly what's going to happen on the play. That safety is going to roll over. That linebacker is going to fly outside. The end is going to pinch down. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take – I'm going to um, punch the defensive end and go out and drop back and get that um, linebacker pulling around. And then I turn around I'm like, all right, I went back, punched the defensive end, and said, here, I'm I'm trying to get out there. Oh, the body just not getting out there to get that uh, (laughs) linebacker. It's just not getting. I'm trying my best. I know where I got to be at, but I just can't get there. And once I start seeing that happen, I'm like, man, you know, maybe it's time for me to hang them up. But then I go back and play one more year. I say, you know what? Because my kids wanted me to play. Like, oh, dad, just play one more year. Right. I'm starting to really get into football. You know, my son, I'm taking my son to practice. He's loving it. Uh, Troy Polamalu and 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 Casey Hampton are mm-hmm. taking them and dumping them in the cold whirlpool and then the hot whirlpool and, dumping <laughs> the and he's just loving it you know what I'm saying yeah. getting tortured you know they're steady doing it you know what I mean and that's why I played another year and it just so happened I won a Super Bowl then I got greedy and say you know what I'm just gonna play one more and went into training camp got through training camp the last game of a, of a preseason I go out there and I'm they told me, hey, you ain't got to play. You made the team, you ain't got to play. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm still gonna play. I'm gonna help you know, help out. I'm gonna go out there and play. I go in there and play in the second half, uh, the, the second quarter in the first half, and that's when I got injured. I ripped my quad uh, muscle from my kneecap. Uh, you um, just know, you just realize when you start seeing stuff, and I know exactly what to do, and I'm yeah. gonna do it. They it got to a point, I'm telling, hey, Chris, pop up, pop up, and get that safety over there instead of me going over there and getting them. I say, yeah, it's almost time for me to hang these things up. Well, that, yeah, and
3: that's the hard thing, right? Because, look, who, who are who am I to sit there and say, you shouldn't milk every single last drop out of this thing from from a financial well, standpoint? Well, I was, was going to do it, yeah. You know? Right, no, I'm saying, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, like I, I would never tell a guy, get out. Honest to God. Like, if you could get continue to get those big checks and do something that you love, There are a lot of guys school thought is do it till the very, like Jay Wright could have continued collecting a monster check, man, but he just said to himself, it's time time to move on. Mike Schmidt did that back in the day. If I can't play to the level I'm accustomed to, I'm out.
5: It doesn't matter. You know how rare that is for a coach who has spent the bulk of his life being in competitive mode to come to a realization during the season when you're still trying to jockey for the top spot in your Mm -hmm. conference win a conference tournament, go as far as you can in the big show to come to the realization that I'm, I've reached the end of my line. You know, we hear coaches and even players uh, basically say what Barrett has said time and time again, you know, that it's a struggle. It's a mental struggle because this is what I sacrificed my life to do. Mm-hmm. And now I'm coming to the end of the road. Um, and you try to get as much out of it as you can. Some, many, try to squeeze an extra year or two knowing that they're not the same player or the same coach as they were. If Jay Wright was a, a a coach who was at a program that had minimal success like every other year, every two to three years, I can understand him, number one, not wanting to move his family, and number two, not wanting to start all over again in another environment. Right. But Jay Wright had a great measure of success at the same program. He called his own shots. And you're right, he still could have been there for as long as he wanted beyond that. So for him to come to the realization that, you know what, it's time for me to step aside and enjoy life that doesn't require me being on somebody else's schedule, mm-hmm. man, not many, not many get to do that, you know, in, I mean, in the professional could, sports. You
4: could, but you just choose not to. You just love <laughs> talking. So. I, I could. Yeah. The reason
5: should. I'm working now is because <laughs> I need every penny I can get. I thought bro. it was because you love Barrett and I. No? That was a lie? That's okay, what me, I thought. Let me rephrase oh, okay. that. All right. Num- number one is because I need to work. And number two, because I love Barrett Brooks. I see Lyle a lot ever. of potential. <laughs> right. Now, will he those is, two gaps get, close? Get, your, get the waiting boots out. Will those two gaps close? That remains to be seen. But, but you know, you know but I love God, you two think- like, stepbrothers. Yeah. <laughs>
3: think about this right not all you're in, in any sport you're you're hired to be fired right, you know right. as a coach or a player a lot of times not only did this guy go out on his own terms that way now he's going to call a shot in tv yeah. with whatever gig he wants Yep, like it, it that is this is a rare feat that
5: jay Wright has pulled off yeah and, and he'll get seven figures to sit and analyze games and not and have, have the, the aggravation th- yes and not dissecting plays amen amen Man. Oh
3: man. Oh, unbelievable. All right. So joining us, look, 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 who this is uh this is an honor. It's a pleasure, oh, man. Oh, there he is. The man himself looks sharp too, man. He He's coming clean on today's sports take. Making Jake us TV look bad. TV Making network. us look bad. That's <laughs> right. We're in t-shirts like bums. James is, <laughs> is bringing the pain, man. What's up, James Palmer?
14: What's up guys. I, I wish I was rocking what you're rocking. I just got done <laughs> a TV hit on NFL network. We got some time here before we get Talking Colts, uh, I think I have coming up in about an hour. Just got done breaking down Andrew Barry and, and Baker Mayfield. What's the latest on, on his trade market, which is uh, non existent right now? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is zero interest. And uh, right now, to my understanding, uh, zero offers. So uh, we'll see what happens at picks. Uh, I think six and nine are what they're keeping their eye on Carolina and Seattle. And they don't go quarterback. They'll pick up the phone and ask. But I don't think those teams are all that interested. Well,
13: know, I mean,
5: for all the years that I've known James. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we've crossed paths traveling, you know, coast to coast. That's I have right, never Gunner. seen this man with a hair out of place. No. you know, <laughs> uh, a, a clip-on tie is always in Clip place. Clip-on, okay. Yeah,
14: <laughs> it's right. a double it's Windsor, a double but okay.
5: <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you know, he's got the golden tones, and I say, you know what? I hate him. I hate. He's the perfect. He's the perfect. He's the perfect reporter. You know, even when the wind blows, his hair doesn't move. Exactly. You know, I hate. I hate him for that.
14: You know, Gunnar. I I. I have this approach 90% of the people that see me are probably in a bar and can't hear a word I'm saying. So is I'm there? like, if this is like, all right, yes, like they probably think I'm decent at my job. That's a good point.
3: That's a good point. Yeah, no, James, and James is a phenomenal reporter for the NFL network. No I've loved your, your work for years, man. Of course. And if the last name sounds familiar, your dad's a legend in this town, Scott Palmer. No, Forever at Channel 6, Phillies now uh, as good a human being as you will ever encounter is Scott, that's for sure. Well, let's start with that, James, because uh, you cover the league, and I know you're going to be here next week for the Eagles, and we'll dive into the birds in a second, but the Mayfield situation is a bizarre one, man. I mean, he's still there. Like, how does this shake out eventually? I mean, can they really go to camp with him in in this mindset?
14: Yeah, and it may happen. It it really may happen. This might be a situation – where somebody goes down at another team remember Sam Bradford in yeah. that situation it, it could Absolutely. be a really similar situation because if you look at Carolina at six right and we're looking at teams that are looking and and right now we could get into the quarterback class that we want we know the Eagles aren't taking a quarterback uh in the first round but this class I in my opinion stinks yeah. but but and not really my opinion that's The league is very all over the place on this group, yeah. Um, But you look at Carolina at six. If one of the tackles, those three big tackles are still available at six, they could convince ownership to say, like, you know, Matt Rule's like, we got to take one of these tackles. And then they go tackle. Obviously, the Browns are going to pick up the phone and say, well, you guys didn't take a a quarterback. Are you interested in Baker? But it's like (laughs) Baker's essentially Sam Darnold in in a sense. I mean, those are the top two quarterbacks taken in that draft. And it's like you're going to need Cleveland to eat a bunch of the money. And then you go down to pick nine and say, like, Derek Stingley is the guy that's really linked to to the Seattle at nine, and they go corner there, or they go anything other than quarterback, they're going to pick up the phone and call Seattle. But at the same time, Seattle just signed Geno Smith to $7 million to be their backup this year. And Drew Locke guys like, that is somebody they really liked in the draft process. Now, Drew's had an up-and-down NFL career and a lot of downs. But when he was coming out of Missouri, and the guy was throwing 40 touchdowns in the SEC on one of the worst SEC teams – out there, it shows you something. The arm talent's there, and they liked him a lot coming out. What if they want to see him for a year? So now where does Baker go? The options aren't really there. And you also have Jimmy Garoppolo in play as a team could be interested in him as well. So this could go in into training camp where they're, I don't want to say hoping for an injury, but they're hoping for something to happen to where they could move him.
3: James, is is there a leader in the clubhouse in San Francisco? I mean, is it Garoppolo, who got them to the playoffs last year, you know, won some playoff games, or or, or is it now time, hey, he got – he got his red shirt. He got his apprentice year. Is it time for Trey Lance? Where do you think st- things stand there?
14: Well, Rob, a few months ago, maybe two months ago, or whenever the I don't know, roughly after their season ended, they told Jimmy, like, we're, we're moving on to Trey Lance. And, and he understood that. And I think he's one of the better people in this league, I think, the way he's gone about his career and, and knowing him a little bit. But at the same time, it's kind of shifted back a little bit. Like, well, what if we don't have the offer we want for Jimmy? He's been to a Super Bowl, almost got to another Super Bowl. What if we're going through this offseason workout and the start of training camp, we're like, yeah, Trey Lance hasn't taken the jump that we thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe another year is not the worst thing in the world for him. We could put Jimmy back out there. That school of thought is like creeping back in. Now, nobody's beating them down with offers, so maybe that's why they're having yeah. that thought And he's process. making a lot. That's a lot but at the same time, yeah. they know what they have in Jimmy – but, I mean, you lose Debo, if that ends up happening, um, somebody can demand a trade. doesn't mean they're getting traded. Mm. Um, if That changes things because I think all the guys around Jimmy are what makes him a little bit better than what he is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the thinking is that, well, if we have to go in there, it's not the end of the world if Jimmy's there and, and Trey waits a little bit more.
5: I
4: think hey, that's
14: the hey, consistency hey, right hey, now, too. You yeah, know, hey, it's, James,
5: it's, as we know, we, we know teams every year, stretch when it comes to the quarterback. Everybody wants that glamorous quarterback. And I think we all agree that this is at best a mediocre group of quarterbacks coming out. How many do you think will honestly go in the first round? Somebody's going to reach for one of these guys.
14: It's not going to be somebody. It's gonna, I think it's going to be multiple people yep. and it's going to be because jobs are on the line as one. We talk about Carolina, Matt Rule needs to win right now. Yep. And Kenny Pickett's the one that I know teams say if you wanted a guy to win right now, that'd be the guy. Right. But I've had multiple teams tell me, like, they don't know what the ceiling is from where he's at now. They might yeah. be, like, right here. Like, this mm-hmm. is what you're getting in Kenny Pickett. Um, at the same time, like, I think you might have three go. Two. Desmond Ryder, like, he, he's sneaking into the first round with teams I talked to during this process. So when we break down this process, right, the scouts do all of their work. The coaches don't really get involved until like these last few weeks, right? When the really, they start going to pro days and and Mike Tomlin's going to every pro day and, and they're starting to get more involved. Once Ritter's been sitting down with these GMs and these head coaches, he's blowing them away in the meetings. How mature he is, how prepared he is. They love the fact that he has risen a program to a playoff team. I mean, he took Cincinnati, to a college football playoff, That means something to coaches right from the quarterback position. When you make everybody around you better and you make your team better and you elevate a program or you elevate a franchise. So he's the type of guy that's kind of sneaking into that back end. If anybody wants him and they really like him, that could add Gunner to the group because right. You're yeah. like, well, oh, I'd love that fifth year option on the quarterback. So if I can trade back into the back end of the first round, that would be great. I, and then Malik Willis is the other guy in Matt Corral. Some buildings are completely torn on Corral. Half the building loves him. Half the building thinks he's not going to amount to much. Mm. And then Malik Willis, I talked to a team. This is, I mean, no knock on him because I think he's a great person, great kid. They thought he was a very bright kid, Love sitting down with him. They thought his football intelligence, not intelligence, football intelligence, was at like a high school level. Essentially, wow. when they're describing things to him, like when we're in cover two, memory's like, whoa, 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 back up. Like, all right, like what kind of cover two you guys? So, like, whoa, whoa. Like what? He's asking questions about things in conversation in the meeting that coaches and, and quarterback coaches and OCs are just breezing over, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a project right there, but there's a ceiling there. So they're all over the map with this group, but I think three could go for sure because Pittsburgh might go with one at 20 if the right one's there. They, you know, always, they always
3: reach, guy you know, that,
14: that's the problem there, you know, because it's so much.
4: I mean, this is probably the most mediocre, um, mediocre quarterback class I've seen, but it's also mediocre as far as teams. You know, you look at the Texans with Mills, even the Eagles with Hurts. I mean, you, you look at Trubisky with the, with the Steelers. There are so many teams that just have to, you know, just, just stay stagnant at the quarterback position. And next year, I'm hoping there's a quarterback that's going to come out next year. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, when I approach this draft and how I look at Howie, what, you know, what direction do you think Howie's going to go to, you know, especially with the quarterback situation, the receiver situation, defensive line as far as pass rusher, linebacker, safety? I mean, what what direction do you think they're going from a national standpoint? Not from us. You know, we live in our fishbowl here.
14: (laughs) Yeah, That's a great question. Let's start off with what you just said, because I think it's perfect about the Texans and the Eagles I think they're doing almost the exact same thing. It's like, let's see the guy we have this year and evaluate them and give him an entire year. I mean, the Texans love what Davis Mills did at the yep. end of last year when he was named the starter. I've talked to multiple teams that told me he'd be the first quarterback off the board if he stayed at Stanford for another wow. year yep. and came out in this draft. So they want to see what Davis Mills does for a year, and they're establishing picks and capital to see what they can make a move in 2023 because we know Bryce Young, we know C.J. Stroud, go Ohio State, and other quarterbacks are coming out. That's kind of a similar thing Philly's doing, right? Like you can look at Jalen Hurts and my man, Davey Zangaro is asking the question, like, are you getting these picks to get capital for a quarterback in 2023? Of course, Howie's going to say, we love Jalen Hurts. We hope he has a long career because you are hoping that Mm because you have a second round quarterback that you can continue to use this capital to build around him. But at the same time, you have to evaluate him and look at what the quarterback's play could be in 2023. And I think they get an opportunity to do that. I think they do believe Jalen has gotten better every year. And when I talk to people outside of Philadelphia, they say, well, look at him. Like, from Bama to Oklahoma to his time in in Philly, he has gotten better every single spot he's been as it's gone by. Now, how much better and where's that top? They don't know. Now, to ask, answer your question about, like, with the two picks, I, I think receiver is definitely in play mm-hmm. if the right guy falls to him. I, my opinion, if you can get Jamison Williams that, at one of those picks – It is a no-brainer for me. I think he is going to be the best receiver to come out of this draft. And, again, I went to Ohio State. There's two first-round pick Ohio State guys. (laughs) That's tough for me to say. But I think he is going to be the best receiver in this draft. And if you can be patient and you're a team building and you don't have to push him on the field right away, and that's what howie has been saying, right? Like, we're building something here. I think that's your play with one of those two picks, and I think D line you're going to have an, a, an option there, and I think that's a play that you can definitely go with. I think some of these athletic linebackers that they may need you can get in the second, and they got ammunition to make some moves if they'd like. I'd like them to go D line wide receiver person, but corner, I, if like Derek Stingley falls to him,
3: mm-hmm.
14: you can't. Yeah, you can't, can't pass you gotta that up.
4: Pick, You got to pick that. Yeah.
14: Yep. Absolutely.
3: James, I, I want to play off of what Barrett mentioned, us being in the fishbowl. When you're in the eye of it, sometimes it's tough to get some perspective. But I, but you, 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 you obviously from here, but you cover the league. What, what's the thought process on Howie, on the Eagles? Yes, we know they won a Super Bowl four years ago, but kind of where things are right now, a team that was 9-8 and, and sort of backdoored their way in, to be honest. What, what's the thought process around the league?
14: Around the league on Howie is there's never a conversation that's happening in the league that Howie is not involved in. Or how he's not calling to check on, which <laughs> is, I think is is what you want in your general yes. manager. I, yeah. I think he, from I don't want to say what how he lacks from the scouting side of things, but from what his advantages over GMs that come from a scouting background, him coming from the under the cap side and that side of things, I think his negotiation ability is an advantage for Philadelphia. And the and, and nationally, that is a perspective. Like nationally, the thought process is he fleeced the Saints uh-huh. on, on that trade, like. He, he found a team that was willing and, and desperate to, to make a move, and he came out on top. And I love this little backhand comment, by the way, when he was like, you know, to forget about the trade charts. I mean, both teams are happy with the trade. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Yeah, okay. sure, yeah. Sure, well, yeah how yeah. you're just loving the trade. Right? Uh-huh. Um, but I think the perception right now heading into this draft, specifically, Rob, is the Eagles are in a really good spot because there are people that think they're they're going to win the division they're going into a draft where there are a lot of tackles in the top portion and they don't need offensive line help and that puts them in a really really good position compared uh, to uh, other uh, yep. teams mm-hmm. in this first round because they're not going to have to and outside of quarterback teams reach for reach for tackles and they don't have to they're they, they're deep they could trade Andre Dillard if they wanted to yep so like the perception is howie and company are building something in a direction and we look at some of these teams in the little middle of the pack and you just kind of see them floundering. That's not the perception with Philly. Hey, hey, James, what do you
5: think to be the biggest run in the first round? Which which position?
14: I I think it's gonna be receiver. I think okay. once once those start going, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to a texting with a pro personnel guy before we jumped on, and I was like, hey, a team told me that they think four receivers are going in the first round. And he was like, Ha! Are you kidding me? He's like, it's gonna be seven. He's like it's gonna Whoa. be seven or are gonna go in this first round. Wow. I was like, oh man, I think I think that's gonna be the play. I think Howie is right on the press conference the other day when he said he knows what players will be taken in the top twenty. He just doesn't know who's taking them. Mm. I think that's accurate. Like we don't know this draft order. It's different than other years. There's not consensus guys at the top. I mean, people are still debating three different players at number one. I think it's gonna be Walker, but I think there there's a debate still. That shows you how much you know, movement there could be in terms of players. I think receiver gunner is going to be the one that, that all of a sudden they start going and everybody looks at these receiver contracts and these guys looking for contracts and going, right. I could use a receiver yeah, uh, on sense. a rookie deal, man. There was five yeah, receive I mean. five rookie receivers led their team in receiving this year. That's right. Um, that's right, I think that's, that's a thought process that the teams are having right now. Well, well, I'm looking James,
3: at, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Bart.
4: I'm looking at the draft board and I'm looking at guys that are dropping, you know, Hamilton's dropping, uh, the kid from um, from Oregon, uh, you know, Thibodeau. Thibodeau, he's definitely. dropping, you know, who's some other names that are dropping as far as their performance uh, in the combine,
14: maybe in interviewing. Thibodeau is definitely one. and We could break that down a little bit. He, he's one that, you know, it's funny. I've heard both sides of it, but some people are like, I don't know what his want to is. I I don't know when push comes to shove, if he's going to really be the grinder that's, you know, putting in extra work after practice. I'm not sure if that's there. And then I have other teams, somebody like, well, just watch the tape. Like Mm -hmm. he plays. And that, that process, because he's just a different cat though, I've heard too. Like some teams have just been like, and that matters to some teams and it doesn't matter to others. Right. And that's why you're hearing the dropping. Like when certain GMs and coaches get a chance to talk to a guy or a DC talks to a guy and goes, Dude, he's just a weird dude. Like that—that that still can work in the league, Barry. You've been around enough teammates that you're is that, like, that guy's just different. But three he of us play ball. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, I
4: give you one guy like that. Yeah, uh, Miles Garrett is that guy. Miles is. Garrett is a different dude. He wants to talk about dinosaurs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. He's not necessarily what you would say is a football lover, a football you know thinker. He wants mm-hmm. to do you know. Stuff that's off the board, off the chart. You know, he just doesn't do that. But then you look what he does on the field. So I was thinking that, you know, and how I approach Thibodeau. He's dropping right now. I mean, do you jump up at, at, at number 10? You know, how he thinks, all right, if we can get him at 10. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that.
14: I wouldn't be either. I mean, you finish second to last in sacks. I wouldn't be mad at getting <laughs> you know, right. After the Right. Yeah, mean, you know, but I, I think how he is going to be realistic in who he's going to move up for. My understanding is it's a pretty short list, but he has it about who he would like to go up and get and then where they need to get to for him to go, I can move up. Like you mentioned Hamilton. Like I could see how he being like, he gets to 12 and you're like, dude, I I could take Kyle Hamilton. And I don't think anybody would be upset about that at at all. Stingley, who I mentioned earlier, the reason I mentioned him at this point of the draft is I did his pro day in in Baton Rouge and I got a chance to talk to him a lot and talk to all the most of the scouts that were there. There's some teams that are terrified of the medical and terrified of the last two years where he plays 10 games and plays. Okay. Um, the 2019 tape is insane. Yeah. His freshman year (laughs) is nuts. It's nuts. It's freshman year. He could have went into the league, you know, go watch him in practice against Jamar chase every day. And Mm -hmm. it was like ridiculous. So I think he's a guy that some teams are just going like, all right, well, Trent McDuffie is a safer play. He's kind of the consensus across the board, third best corner. Um, If I can get that surefire dude, like, I don't want to take the chance, but then there's enough teams, and I don't know where the Eagles stand yet. Like, the ball skills are out of this world. The talent doesn't come around very often. If everything works out, he's an Mm. all-pro.
5: Hey, James, how did you draw the Philadelphia assignment? I expect you to be on the outskirts of Arizona, New England. (laughs) How did you get so lucky, man? He missed you. Man, That's I fine. missed
14: you. Yeah, I, listen, I I knew I could maybe snake in a Phillies game, which I will be going to on Wednesday. <laughs> there you go. Uh, me and Garofolo are going to the Phillies game together on uh, on on Wednesday. My, I'll meet my you NFL guys Network there. Buddy. Yeah, come on over. You guys there. Yeah. Listen, they're playing the Rockies, which I'm a little upset about because I went to the Rockies Phillies game on. Tuesday night with that oh, uh, gave so up a you late a jinx then. No, uh, you the jinx. Listen, I'd say this: we give up the late, late three run homer Tuesday night, and I was like, "Dude, we got to catch the train." It's ten o'clock. He's going through testing for school right now. I was like, "We got to catch the train." On the train, he's like, "We're following the scores," and he goes, "If we didn't leave, we would have come back and won." I'm like, ah. <laughs> "I got a kid that stayed all nine he, innings now. He's, he's a
3: transplant uh, yep. for sure. That's uh, yeah, yeah, I love it." Well, let, let me ask you, James. So while, while we have it, Sixers. And we know we had limited time with you, but Sixers, what do you think?
14: Dude, I, 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 guys, this is maybe the most difficult several months I've had in my life living in Denver and having to listen to this Nikolai Jokic love and hatred of Joel Embiid. For no, he's done nothing wrong. Yet the entire city of Denver despises Joel Embiid yeah. just because everybody <laughs> like here loves the Joker so much. I, I mean, listen, I think that is a career defining moment the other night. In Toronto, hitting that shot, especially the way the game went, like mm-hmm. it's a game you're you're not really when you win games like that, a game you're not supposed to win, you know, you're trailing the entire game. I I think, I mean, I'm nervous at they end up playing Miami. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. got a lot of really good pieces. I need to see James Harden. I was in Houston covering the Texans when Harden was playing with the Rockets, and I was working at Comcast. We had all Rockets games on our air and tons of coverage. Like, I need him to be a score like that a little bit. I think if they get to Miami, I need to see a little bit more of that, but man, like this whole second half of the year, since the Simmons trade, I've been like, thank God we didn't put Maxie in any of those trades. Amen. Like, Oh, Oh, man.
3: Well, lastly, I I want to swing back and we appreciate you, you squeezing us in here in between hits, but uh, I mentioned your dad, Scott. Great great human being but were you destined to end up doing this with having a dad <laughs> like scott palmer or was was, was there a part no. of you when you were younger that was railing against it trying try to go the other way uh,
14: i rob i railed a against it like tenfold i remember shoot <laughs> like i went to upper marion high school in king of prussia and uh, getting waxed by future NBA guys regularly, but taking foul shots and people are like the crowds humming the national news theme song. I'm like, get me out of this town.
13: Oh,
11: like, like, oh my God. I'm
14: like, Oh, bless it. So I go to school. I wanted to be a, a phys ed teacher. I want to be a coach and phys ed teacher. Wow. So I go to Ohio state and I want to be a coach and phys ed teacher. I end up getting an internship because I had a journalism minor. I end up getting an internship with the Columbus blue jackets. The new, they were the brand new NHL team there. And they're like brand new. I can do whatever I want for the website for everything. And so I go in the locker room and I start interviewing guys to like, I'll, I'll write something for the piece for 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 the network. I'm like, oh no. I walk out of there. I'm like, I love bugs. this. You got the bug, man. <laughs> I was like, I love this. I love talking to these guys. So that's it changed. The minor became a major. I didn't ditch education entirely, still have my education degree, but I turned the minor into a major and, and switched to journalism. But then I still didn't want to be in front of the camera. I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to write or I oh, wanted sure. to be a producer. Uh, but then it just, I don't know, it, it called me and the voice was there. So we did it. Uh, hey, James. Hey, James,
5: there. Uh, Real quick. Uh, so when you come to Philly, are you going to stay with family? Or are you going to soak up some of that NFL Network money and stay in a five-star Ritzy hotel <laughs> and eat those five-star <laughs> Ritzy meals? I, just, hey, inquiring minds want to know.
14: They give me a per diem for a reason, Gunner, and I'm going to use every dollar of go. it. There you go. <laughs> so, and up I'm up saying, right. Listen, if I have an opportunity, like I love mom and dad would love to stay out in Wayne, I'll see them. I think I'm staying an extra two days just to see them over the weekend. But if I have a chance to stay right next to Reading Terminal Market, like yep. I'm going to stay downtown. And I'm going to work all of my points. This is how my family does. You know, I'm like 120 130 days a year on the road. Yep. I need my wife to get these points so we can have a vacation. You know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they're not yours, they're, they're somebody else's.
3: Yeah, very yeah. practical, very practical.
14: <laughs> all over the points,
3: James. We're looking forward to your coverage next week, man. And, and checking you out all the time on the NFL Network. that yeah, James Palmer TV. But you do a great job, man. We appreciate really it, guys. Anything.
14: This was a blast, man. This was an absolute blast. I'm excited to come to town, hang out in the hut with everybody. It's going to be uh. That's right. It's gonna be nice.
3: All right, James. All the best, man. We appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. That's right. James You're good, bro. Robert.
14: I got a best. Yeah, take it yes. Easy.
3: NFL right. Network. What, what a great dude, man. He is. Oh, he, question, man. He's a, a really good reporter too. He does an excellent job. They, they have hired a group of guys that are just they they get it, man. They get stories. They got contacts. They break things really good, really good. So well, good they
5: she, week, hey, they should considering they're owned by the league, right? So so they should. You, you think they'd have more access than everybody outside of ESPN? who televises the game. That's a good point. All
3: right, so let, let's get a timeout here. Let's talk a little Sixers. We, we, we touched on it with James right there. We're not done with football. We're going to swing it back to football a little bit later, but let's do some Sixers when we get back because they have game four tomorrow looking to put those pesky Raptors away. We will uh, talk a little Sixers when we get back. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube
1: Network. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits, go for the fans, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
6: All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All
7: right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to writer, go to Luka, fake a mom. Mama, go up, oh, mama, She did it.
9: Again? You
8: can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
10: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence.
11: If you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
10: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they
12: say we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
3: Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Day. Hey, gun. Bob
5: Ellis. I I love looking in the comments section. I mean, some of these people are funny. I saw one a while back. I think his name is Alexander Freeman. He said, Barrett looks like he's in a champagne room.
4: (laughs) I saw that.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. That's great. I love
3: it. Pour some sugar on me, baby. No, No sex in the
5: champagne room. (laughs) <laughs> exactly right, that's
3: awesome, man. He's got the
5: hot pink shirt on, the blue backdrop. I love it. He's Can,
3: can't argue with that, really. Actually, Uh-oh. yeah. Uh, hey, I want to remind everybody too. Uh, we're, we're, man, we're, we're, we're getting there, you go, what a little ice. We're up against it here. But, uh, what is he doing over there? Now, uh, who knows? So, the luxury bus, you guys ready for this? We, we, we got the unbelievable Jacob Media luxury tour bus to the draft extravaganza presented by stateside Vockets. Your chance to join us, hang out with us. Ocean Casino Resort for the live show, which we'll be a part of. So that that Thursday, which is this Thursday coming up, the 28th, uh, we'll be doing our show from from Ocean Resort uh, from 12 to 3. And then we have a full-blown draft show for the entire first round as well. That that show includes Mike Quick and Seth Joyner and a cast of thousands. Barrett's going to be joining us as well. So you got a shot to come and hang with us. If you're from the region and you're interested in a seat on the luxury tour bus, to OSHA Casino Resort for the Jacob Media Draft Extravaganza. All you need to do, on the subject line, put Gunner invited me. Okay. Unlike what he does with Barrett, Gunner invited right. me. Yes. And you email that to Krausey, K R A U S E Y at Jacob Media, J A K I B dot <laughs> com. Be advised, there's only 36 seats. We get 12 from each show. Now, if we come strong with it, you see it right there. That's where you, that's where you email it to. Come strong. Maybe we'll we'll get more people than any other show. Who knows? I'm just saying. I don't even. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. This is from the king of content, our man Joe Krause. Jacob Media will communicate with you this weekend. Provide all the details. So let's fill the luxury bus. All right, we just wrapped up with James Palmer. That was a lot of fun, man. Catching up with uh, yeah, it was. with James. Yeah, it was. yeah, who's a local guy. Does an excellent job with the NFL Network. All right, so Sixers tonight, guys, or tomorrow? Excuse me, tomorrow afternoon, two o'clock. Uh, how about tomorrow? We got the Sixers at two and the Phillies at four. We got a busy sports day uh, for sure. And what's going to be a spectacular weather day around this area. Um, and beads playing with that, that wrist thumb thing. And I was looking at uh, Twitter a little bit earlier and there's a shot of him. He's got it wrapped. He's got kind of a brace on it, but doc river said, he's not missing the game. He's going to be able to go. And that thing was bothering him. I think in the first was it the first half or early second half. It didn't seem to, you know, set him back too much. He ended up – he had five points in the first half and finished with 33. So do we think this thing gets finished off tomorrow, Barrett?
4: I I think we stick a fork in them and they're done. Um, I mean, they tried everything possible to to try to beat the Sixers. They just didn't have enough. And I think they finally came down to reality and like, look, we're just not – we're an inferior team to the Sixers team. Mm-hmm. We just don't have the horses they have. They've won the race. So I think they'll come out. It'll be close early, but I think it'll, it'll be a blowout after the
5: second, third, fourth quarter. How about you, D? Mm. I look at the way this series has unfolded. Toronto, after losing the first game in, in embarrassing fashion, came out in game number two and, and, and had all the energy and, and went toe-to-toe with the 76ers in game two, and then the Sixers pulled away. And like we talked about before game three, I said, when you get to Toronto, it's going to be a different energy. They're going to get the calls in their favor. Toronto's going to be as high as a kite. And sure enough, all those things happen. They swung. They shot their best shot. You know, they went toe-to-toe. We thought they had the Sixers on the ropes. They couldn't deliver the knockout blow. And then they're demoralized when a seven-footer on the outside drains the three mm. and just suck the life out of them. I think a Nick Nurse team will come out and play with a lot of pride but they realize now they just don't have the tools. And if Scottie Barnes is not playing, they just don't have the tools to get it done. I think the Sixers wrap it up tomorrow, sit back, catch a breather, and watch the rest of that nets uh, Celtics series. Because to me, that even though the Celtics are up 2-0, to me, I think that's the best you know matchup in the first round right now. I agree. And, and, right. and I love watching those first two games. Yeah. Man, you talk about talent on top of talent, you know, assassins on both teams uh the ebbs and flows in the game you don't know until the very end which way it's going to go um and 76 is going to need all the rest they can get uh because if they got to play one of those two teams next it's going to be a dog fight i mean obviously i'm sorry they're going to play miami but after yeah then but they're
3: going to meet him at some point if they want to keep going yeah
5: yeah Yeah, for sure
3: i'm with you i think pride's going to play into it early Toronto's right. not just going to lay down. I think right. they're going to come out and, and Hey, look the, the seasons on the line. They know that that only takes you so far. I think eventually the talent and Embiid and Harden and Maxi, the the superstars yeah. are what the separator is when it comes to this game. So look, I, I would I be surprised if this is a tight game at the half or the sixes are even down a little bit. No, I wouldn't. But do I think ultimately in the end, in the fourth quarter, they pull away. I do Barrett. I agree right, with you. Right. I think there's a, there's a demoralized, you know, after that was just a haymaker that beat through with them. And and can they dust themselves off off the mat, you know, is a, is a major question. But, yeah, Derek, you're right. That that Boston-Brooklyn series is must-watch. <laughs> oh, is my must, goodness. Oh, man. And, and, you know, look, Brooklyn down 2-0 going back to their place. Yep. And who knows what this is going to look like game four if Simmons tries to play. I, I still need to see it before I believe it. I but if that's you guys case, really
4: think he's going to try to play?
3: Um, Mm. if you're asking me, Barrett, I would lean towards no. I think there will be some kind of back setback, if you will. Um, I don't know why they put it out there that he's going to play in a game. Why would you drop him? And if you're going to do it, have him play Saturday in game three in the first game back in Brooklyn. Like, I I don't, I don't get any of this. I think he's a tough guy to acclimate to begin with, but then you're dropping him. I mean, maybe he looks at it like if we're down 0-3, who cares? There's no pressure on me. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on psyche wise with him, and I just don't think it's a good move by that organization. Well, they're still they're still licking their wounds from uh from acquiring them in the first place, you
4: know. come on, yeah. man. It's, we're talking about a guy that just doesn't have it right now. And you know, he like who, who were we talking about saying that you know Embiid's a nice guy. We were talking to, what's his name yesterday? Um oh uh, um Pompey. Yeah, yeah Pompey. Yeah. I mean Embiid's a nice guy.
3: Like he put up he, with, in other words, if people didn't hear it, he put up with too much or, or yeah. a good amount of Ben stuff, and he didn't go bananas. Whereas Harden, I mean Durant and and Kyrie May, at some point,
4: what they're gonna cuss him out like, bro, yeah. you didn't shoot that, mm-hmm. you did not shoot that, you were wide open, and you thinking a point guard that six foot is gonna come black. you better shoot that,
13: mm-hmm.
4: and they're not gonna, man, they're not gonna push back away, man. He's 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 not he's not built like that, bro. He's just not built yeah. like
13: that, man.
5: I, but, I think if you if you try to add um, Ben Simmons now, I think you disrupt the chemistry significantly mm-hmm. with that Brooklyn team. They haven't played with him. Um, it takes more than just a couple of practices to understand a lot of the body language that goes into it, uh, the ebbs and flows of the game. Do, do you force feed him just to get him a few shots, to get him you know, uh, back in the rhythm? Um, I I I, th- I I wouldn't play him. If I was Brooklyn, I wouldn't even play him. I understand you know, there's a lot of money at stake here, but I would not even play him right now. I mean, you got this far without him, and I, I don't know what he can give you. You don't know where he is mentally. You certainly don't know where he is physically, even if you clear him, and, and I think he could hold Brooklyn back more so than help them at this stage.
4: Well, I guess they have nothing else to lose because they've been losing, so –
5: yeah, maybe they do. Look,
3: I think it's twofold, right? They look at it maybe like that, Barrett, and they also – there's maybe there's some need from the front officer ownership to justify the trade. You know, Harden's up 3-0 in his series uh, with the team that he got traded to, and this guy hasn't played for us at all. I, you know, you, there's got to be a degree of desperation, but I, I wouldn't be desperate right now if I'm broken. I, I, look, they lost two tight ones in a game where – Durant and Irving couldn't throw it in the ocean. How often is that going to happen? You know, you right. figure they're going to get back mm-hmm. on track at their place. Th- that's a very toss-up kind of series for me. But I'm with you, Derek, to your initial point. Let them just beat each other up for seven games. Yeah. If the yeah. Sixers can end this thing tomorrow and B can rest that thumb, hand, whatever it is, rest, whatever's going on. And and other guys who are who are a little bit banged up right now can, can get some rest. It could really set up nicely for the Sixers if they can take care of their business. Yep.
4: Maxi yeah. is just, a, you know, Maxi can then turn around and, you know, and and, and and have this win under his belt as far as, you know, all right, I was an integral part of this playoff series and I helped them win it. I wasn't just a, you know, a, a, a guy that they put in like a spark plug last year. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the winning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, I mean, that, that, it'll just have him going in more confident. Then, you know, you look at, you know, the mere fact that you can get those guys, I mean, whatever it is going on with, with, you know, with, with, Hamstrings, thumbs, mm-hmm. elbows, that rest, man, that resting period, man, will be great. You know, I used to think that, no, I want to, you know, I want to go in hot, you know, come off the shirt. No, yeah. these guys need to the rest. They yeah. definitely need the rest.
3: Well, let me ask both of you guys from what you've seen. And granted they're up three Oh on, on Toronto. And there's been a lot and be phenomenal maxi phenomenal, but a lot of good stuff. Have they played at a high enough level for you right now that you feel like they can beat the upper echelon teams, or are there things that concern you? You know, that they, they, they don't necessarily rebound all that well. They certainly didn't in that, in that last game. They turned it over a lot. Now, you could just say, hey, that's ebb and flow of certain games in the series they take on their own personality, et cetera. But do you think that right now they're playing good enough basketball or do they have to really raise it up a notch?
4: Well, look at Daz Deals. You know, he hit it perfectly also. Um, Tobias Harris waking up is huge. You know what I'm saying? Him yeah. being a part of this is 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 going into this playoffs i wasn't as confident mm-hmm. from what i saw three weeks for the last three weeks before this i saw you know, mediocre basketball i couldn't see Harden doing anything but you know collecting the check you know and addition dishing out you know dimes I, I i don't need that i want him to shoot more well him going in being more aggressive Tobias Harris waking up and contributing, not just on the offensive side, but the defensive side more so than anything. Right, Maxi coming to his own, got the confidence level. You know, he busts him for 38, you know, the first game into the playoffs. And just Embiid, man, you know, everything's on his lap. Everything is, you know, ran through him. But him to sit back and watch guys, you know, jump on with him instead of him carrying them. Other guys got to start carrying the load too. Man, that's just – a perfect situation for them. So I do have a different outlook on how I look as they go forward. I did not think they had a snowball's chance in hell at beating, uh, you know, Milwaukee, um, you know, Miami, Boston, Boston or Brooklyn. But right. now I'm thinking they can compete with them and, 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 and squeeze a couple off, squeeze a couple games off and, and be okay. Okay.
3: Interesting. Let me, let me throw odds at you guys to win the NBA championship. Tell me, Tell me which of these you disagree with and I'll tell you where the sixers are. So Golden State and and they're just shredding in their series, but mm. Golden State's 11 to four, Boston nine to two, Phoenix nine to two, Miami seven to one odds, Milwaukee nine to one, Memphis 10 to one, Sixers ten to one, Brooklyn 22 to one. How about those? Wow. Brooklyn 22 to one. I'm surprised by that. I know Me they're too. down 0-2, but that feels pretty, pretty low for them. Pretty, you know, you get good return on it, but surprised a little bit by that one. I mean, that's the best player in the planet we're
4: talking about. You know, the best player dependent the planet playing. We got a guy, you know, they got a guy, Kyrie, can just shoot the lights out. It's unguardable. Right. And they're still losing that way. I mean, I don't know, I man. It's. I haven't watched – I didn't watch the last game they played in that they mm-hmm. lost. I didn't watch that game, but I watched the game before. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't know the Celtics were that
3: good. I, I knew it's they were Defensively, they've been ridiculous back Right, in. right. Ridiculous. Like, they uh, they have Jalen Brown and Tatum who are your, you know, super superstars. And then they have a bunch of guys who just defend like dogs, man. The defensive player of the year. I mean, I yeah, couldn't Marcus
4: smart. You, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
3: that was different for me. You mean mm-hmm. – They came in
4: for, for what the last six weeks, you know, they totally changed who they are as a team. Totally Mm -hmm. changed. I didn't think they were
3: near as good as they are right now. I'll tell you what else has been interesting as these playoffs have unfolded. Like we, we touched on the injuries earlier, like Booker uh, being out two to three weeks, Chris Middleton out two to three weeks. And, and that's certainly, we know that playoffs are like a war of attrition, man, last man standing. But have you guys seen the way Jalen Brunson's playing? For the Mavs, I mean, they're, they're up two one in that series oh, yeah. without without Luca. He, he went for forty something the other night. He had thirty last night. He's been spectacular. He, I mean, he is going to get paid. He's in the last year of that rookie deal.
5: Mm, mm, mm. It, Just, it's, it's all about being in the right situation that allows you to flourish, you know. And obviously, he he's in the right right situation, right? <laughs> I mean, my goodness, I'm sitting there looking at him like, is this the same kid we watched? you know, not too long ago. Right. You know, he, he, was a great, he was a great college player, but he now was, it's like, Oh my goodness. Everybody you know. thought he
3: was too small. Derek, yeah, not, not, not quote unquote, athletic enough. Yeah. He just knows how to play basketball. He knows how to get to his spots. He's a, like any Villanova guard. He can post you up. He's got, he's got, you know, the basketball instinct his father played in the NBA, Rick. I, I mean, he has just flourished into a beast.
4: Well, it just comes from the coaching that he has, you know what I'm saying? You get a guy, go out there, play four years for one of the best coaches to ever coach, and realizing what you bring to Jalen Brunson is not a great athlete at all. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 one that's fundamentally sound, man. He's one of the most fundamental guards, sound guards you can have you could see, man. It's not like you know, Ja Ja is shooting and, oh. and, and getting knocked down and falling and 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 flipping it up and all that. He's not that type mm. of player. He'll come down. You look at him. You give him three feet. He's gonna shoot the three. Boom. You come down. You, you up on him too much. He's got enough to get by. Uh, get behind you and just have a simple layup. It's not flashy, but it mm. works, man. It works.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It, and, a and, lot and, of, and a lot of it has to do with knowing and accepting your roles. Right. He's not de- he's not demanding, you know, more touches. He he takes whatever's given to him. He's the he's the consummate team player. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's the, it's always we and not me. You know, w- when he gets his, he gets his. If he doesn't get his, he's open. He's helped somebody else get theirs. right? You know, and that's what you get. And you're right. He's gonna get paid. This kid's mm-hmm. gonna get paid, man. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, make and, and, no mistake.
3: Woo. Did you see the comeback last night? Memphis was getting rolled. Crazy, crazy. Rolled. I mean, that I turned it off. I flipped over to the. Uh, I went to the Dallas
5: game. I did they, was, they were down yeah. twenty six points. I said I'm like, this, this game's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. And, and I left the room, Rob. I swear to you, I left the room for like 15, 20 minutes. I came back. I looked. I said, wait a minute. I had to look at the screen twice. Memphis is up 94-91? Yeah. How did this
3: happen? I only knew, Derek, because they had the score on the game I'm watching. I I, I have to look up in the right corner, right heading corner. I see the score. I'm like, it's a five-point game now. So then I went back to it as they were making the comeback. Crazy.
4: <laughs> it was funny, man, because, you know, you're looking with Ja. Ja posted – uh Ja posted after the game. Um, he said, um, um, "Are we in Minnesota, right?" <laughs>
13: <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's man.
4: the thing. Anthony no, the said, said that like, uh, oh, "Oh, we in Minnesota." Yeah, and he turns around and said, "Oh, put we put in Minnesota." In
3: right? <laughs> well, jaw falls into that category of even though he's, he doesn't play for you know your team, whoever your team is, unless you live in Memphis to me he's as fun to watch as anybody in sports like no, he is that right, level right, of right. Uh, it's just an entertainment thing for me watching that dude play
4: but he's troll hit me mean, i love the trolley have a car anthony towns oh we're in minnesota now we're in minnesota
3: yeah yeah <laughs> but <laughs> look there's a lot of, a lot of trash talk going on for sure so and, and that one the other series is golden state just looks great man oh yeah. they look oh, great yeah. and with, with the injury to booker that could be their their way to get past Phoenix, that's a exactly. big, big loss, man.
4: Huge. And, and, and
3: Green, man, Green is that cog, man. He, him
4: d up up uh, Jokic, man. I mean, the steal at the end of the game was oh, incredible. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's such a great passer, too, especially yep. from, like, the top of the key. He yep. just sees everything. He, that was a big blow for them. when He, he missed a lot of time during the yep. regular season. Getting yep. him back is – and the other thing with them is, yes, they have Curry and, and Clay Thompson and all that. Like guys like Jordan Poole, oh, they just oh develop and they get better and better and better. I mean, that's a sign of a great organization.
4: Man, look at Jordan Poole, man. He, he was just a guy, but you get him around those guys. Yes. You know, it just makes you feel a lot better. And, and that's what kind of worries me with Sin, you know, for, for George. I'm sorry to kick it back to full. No, it's game, all right. Yeah. But, you know, is Sin really that good? Because the guys around him make you look really, really good. Yeah. But you put Jordan Poole anywhere else, he might just be a guy. You know what I'm saying? But you put him with some guys that are those guys, Mm -hmm. you become a better player, man, just from the company you keep, bro. Yeah. I I I think
5: Golden State is the team to beat. They they are the only team out there right now. They can turn it on whenever they want. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when they start shooting the threes, it's not just one guy. They're Mm -hmm. bombing from everywhere, man. It's Poole. It's Klay Thompson. He Gary
3: was, Gary Payton Jr. was hitting threes, and that guy is just a defender. He was hitting threes <laughs>
5: left and right last night. And, right. And, and, you know, and, you know, Draymond Green reminds me of the modern-day Dennis Rodman. Yes. That's, you know, he does all the dirty work, you know. He doesn't get a lot of the accolades for his offensive prowess. But he's diving on the floor. He's getting in people's faces. He's taking people out of their games. He's disrupting them with his defensive play. He's trash talking with them. He's an outstanding passer. He can get you points if he needed, but he's not, gonna, he's not that so-called 20-point score every night. You know, I, We don't need you to do that. We mm-hmm. need you to do the yeoman's work. Roll up your sleeves and do the dirty work. And, man, he, ha- he is the perfect complement to all the mad bombers that team has. Yeah. I, was, I can't think of a team that comes close in the last few years that just can shoot it from – they can shoot it from the parking lot with accuracy. I mean, Steph Curry is the most demoralizing player out there. As much as I love watching him, I've never seen a player launch a three-turn and run down the court before it even touches the net. I'm talking to His the fans. He's got him,
3: a lot of swag. He's an underrated man. trash talker,
5: man. And, and oh, if yeah. I'm oh, defending yeah. him. Yeah. I want to punch him in the face, man, oh, because yeah, you're yeah. embarrassing me on national TV, dude.
3: Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, good luck stopping him if you're going to be that guy. That's right. for sure. All right, so we come back. I, I teased this. We're, we're going to dive into the top 14. We'll get it right up to where the Eagles are, what Jacksonville's going to do, what Detroit, uh, the, the Jets, the Giants, Panthers, whatever. We'll dive into all those teams and what they may end up doing here in the draft. We'll kind of take a look at how this might shake itself out. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. You are watching, listening to Sports Take, Jacob Media, YouTube Network.
1: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
6: All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam dunk champion? Really? (laughs) Yes, really don't sound so surprised.
10: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence.
11: If you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
10: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why
12: they say
10: we got this.
12: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
5: Here, where is he, John Dickerson? Bear's wearing an alarm clock on his wrist. <laughs>
3: you do have some big ass watches, man. yo
4: I
5: like, I, I can't wear small ones
4: because you can't see it.
5: That's
4: it looks like a speck Rock. of
5: dirt on my dirt on my arm if I wear it, man. I put yeah. I put one of Bears watches on my wrist one time. <laughs> I had I had rotator cuff injury for a late, next two weeks, man. <laughs> Those things are biggest plates, man. You know you. He looks like Flavor Flay. I'll tell you, that sharp watches, though. But they, they are sharp. Flavor Flay's medallions on his neck, man. I,
3: I would need a crane just to lift my arm up.
5: <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, yeah,
3: I literally man. Have, I have, the way, yeah.
4: I have watches that weigh literally a pound.
3: That's wild, literally, man. Come on, yeah. man. It's a good workout. Wow. Good workout every day, lifting that arm up. Yeah. we A lot of love from the comment section. We appreciate you, as always, guys. And, hey, you want to fire for the last uh, – we we're rolling into the last hour of the show – Again, like we talked about yesterday, and if, you, if you're just tuning in, you want to fire some good Eagle questions, some good draft questions our way, we will pull up and give you a little touch for the best ones uh, for sure. All right, so let me let me give you guys the the draft order here, okay, just to refresh people's memory, all right? So Jacksonville is number one, and Barrett, I want I want to touch on them in a second because you brought something up interesting yesterday on them because the consensus for a long time was they were just going to take Hutchinson out of Michigan, the defensive edge, uh, defensive end, the edge pass rusher, excuse me. And he was going to be number one and you don't have to worry about anything else, but that may be changing. Uh, Detroit at two, Houston, you get the Jets-Giants combo there at four, five, Carolina, Giants again at seven. You tend to forget what, what kind of firepower the Giants have for this draft. Atlanta at eight, Seattle, that's from Denver. And then you get the Jets, uh, that's from Seattle at 10. So the Jets have a couple in the top 10. Washington, Minnesota, Houston, and that's in the uh, Deshaun Watson deal, Baltimore, and then it's the Eagles at 15. So let's start with with one here. You don't think Jacksonville anymore is a lot to take Hutchinson one?
4: No, not really. Uh, I, I, I just think that um, Trayvon Walker has done enough to, to, to unseat Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Now, Hutchinson, he's still a, a, a really good defensive end. He'll come in, he'll be productive. But he's kind of one-dimensional from from what, what you look at him. You know, as far as a, just a pass rusher, you can put Trayvon Walker anywhere. You can blind him at three. You can put him at end. You can play him at linebacker. He ran a four-five forty and said, "What? Yeah, at, at, at two what 200 and 267 pounds, six foot five, mm-hmm. difference maker. He's just done enough that he's made himself a legitimate number one pick." But then Detroit, right after that,
3: that's where Hutchinson goes. Hutchinson goes the
4: second pick, so I mean, all stays right. in Michigan. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I and mean, it'll be perfect for him. You know, it'll be yeah. perfect
3: for him. Houston at three is an interesting one uh, because you talk about a team that's got a lot of holes, man. And, it, and we were talking to James Palmer for the NFL Network a little bit earlier, and he seems to think they're not going to be anywhere near a uh, quarterback. They're going to they're going to see what Davis Mills gives them this year, and yeah, so that you can discount that at three. So what they. Are they in the market for another one of those defensive linemen? All the all the studs that we were talking about.
4: No, I, I think Houston needs to settle down with that offensive line. You know, um, you know maybe I, Neil
3: they, Neil goes there. Maybe.
4: Yeah, either, either Neil or, um, either Neil or they go with the other the other kid. Um, um, what is his name? Um, I I, I Kim. Okay. Equono. Ek- yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid from um the, the kid from um. From North uh NC State. Okay. And, okay. You know, Iguano, I think he's kind of unseated. Neil is the number one offensive lineman that that that's gonna get drafted. We're talking about a guy with, you know, he he's he's a better athlete than Neil.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: he can do a lot more, a lot more versatile. Um, comes from a football family. His brother plays um D-line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Equanu is 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 a beast as far as the way his feet move. He's nasty. He can pull. Moves well in space. He can play outside. He can play inside. So I think he'll be the next guy to go.
3: Uh, 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 Derek, any wild cards here? You know the Jets with 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 uh, with Joe Douglas, the Giants with a couple of picks in the first seven here. Carolina, Matt Rule, very desperate situation for him with his job. You know, uh, Washington's always who knows. I mean, there are a lot of teams in front of the Eagles that could go a lot of different
5: ways. Well, when you look at the Giants, they have two of the first seven picks in the draft right now. They pick at five and seven. Yep. The Giants, for the last five years, have trying to fix their offensive line. So I expect one of those picks to go to the offensive line. But they also need playmakers on the outside. Um, and I think they're going to go wide receiver as well. When you look at the Houston situation, there's not a position on their team where they don't need improvement. Barrett's right. They need improvement. Um, along that offensive line, but they also need some pass catchers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, that young quarterback, you know, they got rid of Will Fuller. They sent DeAndre Hopkins off to Arizona. They have basically pedestrian. Brandon pass Cooks, catchers.
3: right, and, and nothing you know, else. Brandon the cupboards Cooks, are dry.
5: <laughs> I, I'm sorry, and, and I was a big Brandon Cooks fan back in the day, but you look at how much he's bounced around over the a last lot. few years. You look at how many injuries have, have stagnated his career, and Houston just resigned him, I believe, to a two-year contract. Okay, he's an option, but I need a younger pass catcher, somebody more reliable uh, uh, as well. So I don't think a, I don't think a pass is out of the play with Houston. You know, Houston should. You know, if Houston is smart, they build that team from the inside out, get the trenches and build from the outside. But something tells me, you know, when you draft that high and you look at some of the pass catchers on the board here, you know, you can you can't look over that. But the team that I'm interested in seeing the most out of the first nine is Seattle. I'm going to see what Seattle does. You know, Seattle is known for building good defenses. Well, they let Bobby Wagner go to the Rams. You know, they let a lot of good players go over the last few years. Um, and I want to see what Seattle does. Uh, do, do they approach? I, I, they, I don't think they'll take a wide receiver. They got some pretty good wide receivers in Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf out there. Um, you know, you know who the quarterback is going to be, basically. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what they do on the defensive side of the ball. Will they go safety? Will they go linebacker? Um, you know, Thibodeau, if
3: he's still there, Thibodeau.
5: maybe oh, no question about it. They need edge, they need They need a whole bunch on defense. Um, and, and Matt, you know, Peck, Pete Carroll loves his defensive players. You know, that was the heart and soul of that team. As good as that offense was back in their heyday when Russell Wilson won that Super Bowl, you know, they were called the Legion of Boom for a reason, right? You, know, <laughs> you look at that defense they had back then, man. I wouldn't want to play them on any day of the week, man. They just hurt people, they didn't just hit you, they hurt people back then. Now, here, here's an intriguing name. We're talking about, you know, this play. I just see Adam Schefter reporting and a few other people. Earl Thomas wants to get back in the NFL. Hmm. Now, to show you how quickly time goes by, I'm shocked. Earl Thomas hadn't played since 2019? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Me? Yep. Now, he's 33 years old now, but he put it out there. I'm, I'm, I'm in shape. My timing's back. Would Earl Thomas be a quick fix? to putting that eagle secondary you can get him here i
14: just he he has some character issues though and he's
5: he's hurt hurt all the
3: time he he just he's breaking
5: down he he, he, but he's been out now but he's been out what two two seasons now uh, 20 and 21 so he's been out two years now i'm not saying that's going to mean it's going to enhance his longevity yeah but would you would you take a flyer on earl thomas to help groom some younger guys you might draft
3: he, he, doesn't interest me, Derek. I think he's no? done. Okay. Yeah. I think right. he's done. Okay. I think
5: he's done. Yeah. He, he, that would worry me. Let me ask I mean, you, even though, Gi-
4: even, even though he would be an upgrade over anybody there right now.
5: That's, for, that's sad to say that by
4: for the, the way. very he, short
3: term. Sad. Yeah. If you can, if you can stay on the field, it yeah. would be
4: short term. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, let me ask you about, about the giants. I, I don't know about you guys. I don't think Daniel Jones is, and is the answer to anything. No. Do you think there's any way they take a quarterback with the, either of those first 10 picks? Uh, we're talking about a quarterback, man, and and at this point, Brian Dable. Now they're they're you know, the head coach. an offensive guy, the head coach.
4: But well, would they go pick it, or would they go
3: uh, Malik Willis? Malik does he does does I know he's nowhere near as big, but he's got the cannon of an arm. Would Dable look at that and say he reminds me of Josh Allen in that sense? Got some mobility and a cannon for an arm. He's not he's probably four or five inches shorter, but
5: well, yeah. Dable Dable's very he was a very good offensive mind when he was with the Bills. Yeah, he was. Know. And, and and you know you look at, you look at the kind of players they had in Buffalo and running back, wide receivers, bringing in Stefan Diggs and so on. And, and so hey, you know, if you get a, you get one of these young quarterbacks in there, I think I think you know, Daniel Jones is on the hot seat, no question. If you draft quarterback, that kid sits one year under Daniel Jones, but who knows he could take over. If Daniel Jones continues to struggle, I say halfway through the season, you know, in in the giant season is a lost cause again. Mm-hmm. I think you got a quarterback now. Your future, you're looking at your your so-called future future if you take one of these quarterbacks. I wouldn't put it past Davol to, to take a quarterback at five or seven.
3: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. For for, for folks who are just tuning in, we talked about this earlier, but uh, the Eagles are converting J.J. ortega Whiteside from wide receiver <laughs> to tight end, and and my thing is I, like. I guess I understand it from a a depth perspective because you do have some injuries and guys who Tyree Jackson, who they're high on, who's a converted quarterback, who isn't going to be able to start the season. But this feels kind of desperate to me. It feels like this is just a way to sort of justify his existence. And should we still be going through that at this point with the Eagles? Like we've seen enough of this, haven't we, with him? Uh,
4: Exactly. But, I mean, one thing you can say – I mean, just throw another shot in the dark, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, yeah. eventually they're going to have to cut him anyways. Um, you know, at what point do you say no Moss? You know, he's, he's, he's done nothing else, you know, so why not try to reinvent him and put him in a position where he might have some success? You don't know what's going on with uh, the tight end situation uh, for the Eagles, you know, as far as what it comes with Jackson. Jackson's been hurt. Um, you know, he hasn't really made that transition from being – a quarterback to tight in fully. We saw some promise in training camp, but I'm I'm, I'm not going with the training camp BS anymore. I don't That's care right. what they're doing. Right. I'm I'm going with the eye test of what I see in games and not what I see in practice. Because um, I tried to do that last year, and they look like all pros in practice. Get in game type situation when the heat is on them, they all folded like you know, like like some cardboard boxes. So I mean, at this point. My, why not just try him somewhere else? Because he's definitely not a receiver. He's definitely not a receiver. Try him somewhere else. where maybe you know he gained a little weight, become a tight end. You know, remember I'm the Shannon Sharp. Shannon's not. I'm not saying he's gonna be Shannon Sharp, but <laughs> Shannon Sharp was a small tight end that was one of the best blockers I've ever seen. Yep. I mean, certain yep. stuff that he would do, like he would, he would, he, he would, he would actually rip guys when he's blocking them and cut them out. He rip them like this, and when he ripped them he would clamp down on our arm and he's holding them. Right. And it looks like they're holding him. And I damn as they ever seen in my life, man, he was strong enough to keep this guy clamped and there's no way they can get out of it. It doesn't look like he's holding. Cause he's just like this and he has their arms clamped up underneath his arm. He was the master at blocking like that, man. So maybe he does get strong enough to, to, to become a, um, a tight end. I just, you know, you gotta know when to roll him, know when to run. You never count your money.
5: He's been counting his money. When you sit,
3: yeah, in the Kenny, Kenny Rogers. you yeah. worked yeah. at a Kenny Rogers reference. That's a first on sports. <laughs> as, as we there.
5: as we've been sitting here talking in the champagne about, room, uh, <laughs> moving Whiteside white to tight end. Uh, it it just came to me. I think that, it, and this is just my opinion, and we'll see if I'm right or not. I think they're moving JJ to tight end as a body to help out with the tight end situation because they're going to take a wide receiver higher and they needed more space for that wide receiver to get a lot more reps with yeah. J.J. out of the way. I think J.J. doesn't make this team at all. When I look at the Eagles' tight end situation right now, we know what Dallas Goddard is to this team. The kid that really intrigues me the most is this Tyree Jackson, and I go back to last training camp and preseason. You know, this kid was making some unbelievable catches. Oh. When you're 6'7", 245 pounds. In practice now. And huh?
13: Practice. It that was, was practice.
5: practice. <laughs> that was practice, but also preseason game now. He did it in preseason and then he got hurt. Yeah. And you, you know you didn't get to see much of him. I think this kid's upside is, is, is there's a, there's no ceiling on this kid's upside. You know, Richard Rogers, could he be back as the old man, oh, man. to kind of be the the the, the 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 grandfather of the group? You know, so to speak. He's been so, holding on, he's man, been holding on forever. Him. Him. I think they set, they put him aside, then they brought him back again. He's somehow, always been, he's you know?
3: he's always no. ends up. He's like a bad penny, man. He always he's always popping up. You I, can't I get think, rid of I, me.
5: I, yeah, I think <laughs> JJ is a practice squad body at the tight end position just to give other guys some relief. Okay, and so I'm thinking the Eagles. You know, from what I've gathered recently, the Eagles' priorities: wide receiver, edge rusher, cornerback. Wide receiver one. Wide receiver. I'm 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 not saying in that order. Wide receiver, edge rusher, cornerback. Why you be laughing, Brooks?
3: Something's wrong with the something's
4: wrong with these guys. Uh, Jeremiah Butler, man. Yeah, <laughs> the what only that? uniform that J-Jaw should wear <laughs> at this point is the swoop
3: costume. You <laughs> <laughs> gonna call him that swoop, man? <laughs> And, by the way, put some respect on the man's name. It's Swoop. How dare you? A swoop. How swoops. dare you go swoosed? Man, it's not cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right. Look look at the division for a minute. Yo. And you got the Giants with Daniel. I just – I don't like anything about their offense. And I think – I don't know how much – Saquon Barkley, he's just had so many injuries. I, I don't even know what you do with that. But you look at their offense, I don't love it. Uh, you know, new coach obviously. They, 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 we're going to see what that tends to look like once he gets his, you know, his fingerprints on it. Right. You got Washington with Wentz now, and we got we got to get our head around that first and foremost. But they're still owned by Daniel Snyder, and then you have the Cowboys, who every year look like they have talent, but always seem to underachieve.
5: Right.
3: Again, the division's there for the is take Bar-
5: is Barrett Craig?
4: What? It, is. No, sweet oh, They no. got him, bro. That was that was pretty good, but, bro, is 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 this a perfect storm for mediocrity again? If
3: you, it's starting to feel like <laughs> nine and eight get you in the playoffs again, doesn't
5: it? I, I never thought there was a time when I would say the the NFC East would be the worst division of football. I never thought I, I would ever say those words. And all the time that I've covered the Eagles or been watching football over the last couple of decades but I think the NFC East is the most lethargic division in all of football right now. You know, and and and, and that's hard to say, man. You look at look the way players the, – the division I can't wait to watch the most is the AFC West. Hmm. You know, they got gunslingers on top of gunslingers now. You got Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr. Yeah, and then you look amazing. at who those guys are throwing to out there, and you look at the innovative offenses all those teams have. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at the AFC North, you know, what they have in the AFC North now, you know, a rugged division, uh, you know, and you look at the quarterback plate, you know. Baltimore you spent at, big this offseason. Oh, dude. Oh, my goodness, man. The only team that doesn't have a quarterback in that division right now is Pittsburgh. Right. You know, and, you know, who? Pittsburgh's another team that could come into play and take a quarterback in the draft. Hundred percent, Yeah, 100% you know, they could. Yeah. Um, the, I think the AFC South is intriguing. now. Now, the NFC West is, I think, the biggest mystery. Um, San you know,
3: Fran is gonna. You don't know what they are. I, I'm sorry, the South <laughs> because, NFC
5: South. I'm I, South yeah, I think the
3: South, South is. I think the South rivals or yeah. could be worse than the East. I agree.
5: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, but you're right. <laughs> NFC West is going to be a slugfest. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a knockdown, dragout slugfest in the NFC West, and, and you know, the NFC North is what it is. It's going to be. It's going to be Minnesota, Green Bay going down a stretch again. Mm-hmm. You know, Um, but I, I just, I just hope the Eagles can somehow, some way rise. I hate to say this, and I know people don't want to want to hear this, but on paper, I still say right now, even without Amari Cooper, I think Dallas is the best team in the division right now. When you look at, they re-signed Michael Gallup to a big contract. You have C.D. Lamb, um, you have Ezekiel Elliott. I think Dallas did a great job last year spending the first six picks on defense. Last year, some of those young players they drafted balled out. You know they got they got the defensive play, the defensive rookie of the year. Because that linebacker, Michael Parsons, phew, yeah. you know what he—that they're—they are game players and they are game changers. This kid's a game changer, man. Mm-hmm. When you look at what he is and how disruptive he is, and I just think Dallas right now on paper is a little bit better than everybody else in the division.
3: No, they are Derek talent wise. Yeah. Yeah. I just with Mike McCarthy, and, I agree there. You know, and and the jury still being out on Dak in a big game, and, and you know the combination right. of those right. two. I, I agree that. Like, I think they're going to win enough regular season games that they're going to win the division. Right. But when it comes to a playoff game is where I no, really – That was McCarthy. That's the thing, yeah. you know. You wonder. You wonder where the – look, you, you followed the Packers very closely. Right. How many more do they win with Aaron Rodgers if Mike McCarthy's not at the
5: helm? Oh, there's no question. The, the fact that he won a Super Bowl in 2010 in Green Bay prolonged his stay in Green Bay. But finally they woke up and they got rid of him with a few games left in the season when they finally got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Enough was enough, you know. Mike, you know, Aaron Rodgers basically made Mike McCarthy, right, you know, and it helped prolong his tenure. The fact that G- that Jerry Jones went out and hired him as his head coach is, is is as comical as the day is long because nobody else really was out there pursuing Mike McCarthy, and so that's why I said if Mike McCarthy underachieves with this team with this group of talent this year, um, that's why I think Sean Payton will be relocating to Dallas in two thousand twenty three.
3: I'm with you. Like Jerry was loyal to a fault with Jason Garrett with Sean Payton dangling out there. having then At that point, he'll have a year to recharge and do TV and all that. He's not going to be as patient with McCarthy. No, no. He could advantage the Cowboys now as long as Payton's uh, not with them for sure. He Payton could be a game changer where he ends up. Apparently Miami was in on him. Uh, Certainly. And he has a home in Dallas. So Dallas makes a ton of sense um, as far as that goes. But yeah, I mean, the fact that we're already talking about a replacement for Mike McCarthy really tells you tells you all you need to know. <laughs> what a mess that thing is for sure. But from an Eagle standpoint, I agree with you. I mean, the, it's hard to really dig in when you don't know about the quarterback. Simply put, I mean, you right, love the offensive right. line, the ability they're going to have to run the ball, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. There's a lot of things to like <clears throat> on that side of the ball, but until we know further exactly what Jalen is and Look, I think the good thing is, and I don't think Jalen's making these excuses, but the things you hear from other people. In other words, I think it is valid. He's played in three, four, st- you know, straight years of a different offensive system. He's got some continuity now, right? Right. He he's got he's. I think they're going to add a receiver like you talked about. He'll have Devontae Smith and another receiver, and Dallas Goddard, and a running game, and an offensive line. So I think a lot of the pre-existing things will be lifted out from Jalen hurts and we're going to have a better idea. All right. This is who he is, period. Let, let's right, stop right. with the, with the straight. I can't get to that point, man. I, I, I'm just not at that point. I'm not at that point
4: where I say that Jalen hurts is, is is not going to be an effective quarterback coming back. I, I, I can't get to that point because what I saw him do from, for the last, you know, eight or nine games, leads me to believe he's only going to get better in a system that knows how to use him now. This will be the second time. The first time, no, the second time in his career that he'll have the same coach. Right. Stemming from from college. He knows what it is to be a pro now. He's always gotten better at every point that in his in his career as he went forward. I just right, right. I see him I see him as a guy that's going to be a very, very good quarterback. He's gonna be a good quarterback, man. Is, is it gonna be good enough to keep him here? I don't know. But he's not gonna, he's he's not gonna cut himself off at the legs. And and that'll be the reason why he's gonna be gone.
3: He wouldn't. Yeah, do I don't yeah. think so either. I I guess my point, and I probably didn't express it well enough, was I, I think a lot of the stuff, a lot of the noise is gonna be pushed aside. We're gonna really just see what Jalen's all about. And and I think that's You know that's a good thing. Well, right now we're all sort of on the fence. Barrett, sounds like you're more optimistic. I'm I'm very much, but you know me, I'm
4: always optimistic. I hear you,
3: and I'm in wait and see mode. I'm not in in he can't play mode. I'm in wait and see mode, right? And that's that's just where I'm at when it comes to a guy like Jalen. I mean, the the beauty is, you know, he's working his rear end off. We know that. We know he's going to come in prepared. We know he's he he's got the football like all that stuff's there. Like There's no nonsense of him off the field. He's dialed in. That's all good, and that all lends to you getting better. I wonder if ultimately the ceiling is Ryan Tannehill,
2: mm.
3: which is good enough to get you in the postseason, but not good enough to win you a Super Bowl. And oh, You know what I mean? That's that. I wonder if that's kind of where he tops out at. Right.
4: And I mean, ultimately, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I, I give you that. I give
5: yeah. you that. I give you see, that's I, I'm I with Rob. See, I'm with Rob. Um, I hope Jalen Hurst comes out and plays lights out and shuts everybody up, the media and the fan base that have basically given up on him. I'm in a wait-and-see mode. Does he have the potential? I think so. Does he have the self-desire to excel? I think so, based on what we know about him. And I think he's mature far beyond his years. But I'm in wait-and-see mode. Does does all that equate to him having the mechanics um, and the wherewithal to take his game to that next level? I don't Mm -hmm. know. He's out there working with some of the top people um, in in the uh, training, you know, arena in terms of trying to get better. The organization, top to bottom, has basically told all of us this offseason: we're all in on Jalen Hurts. Now it's on Jalen to get. It's on two people. It's on Jalen to get better, and it's on Nick Sirianni to streamline his offense even more so to cater to Jalen's strengths. So I, that's why I'm in wait and see mode. Uh, you know, and, you know, and, and I, hate, I hate to acknowledge this, but, you know, this is from the category of people hear what they want to hear and don't hear what you say. Like this guy here, or whoever it is, one above all. They're a gun. Gonna have to chill with all this Dallas love, homeboy. Did anybody hear me say I love the Dallas Cowboys? I've been on record time and time again. I hate the Dallas Cowboys as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. But basically what I stated was honest facts, facts out there. On paper... They have the best overall talent in the division. You know, whether you hate them or not, you know, that's that's a fact. You know, it is they've been an underachieving team forever. They have a coach who will probably cost them a few games. So anybody who thinks I love the Dallas Cowboys, squash squash that noise now. Well, I, I See, think, people like that bother me because I they twist up, they hear what they want to hear. Well, I, I think <laughs> you know? what you what, what, very you, little you, gets under my skin, but stuff like that does.
3: You have to be able to discern honest opinion versus pom-poms like yeah yeah i mean exactly. that's what it like Derek's yeah. not gonna come on and say hey eagles are gonna go 17 and oh no. No. no i mean and look i i love the cowboys but if you're asking me right now who the favorite is to win the division it's the cowboys in no my question. opinion There's but no i question. think ultimately their shortcomings will hurt them in the postseason they'll be good enough to get through the playoffs but back to hurts for a second yep. I, you know we saw him play really well against the lesser kind of like the team did he, he sort of followed the teams well against right. the lesser teams he played very well and then we, you know, you got him in the playoff setting against a good defense in Tampa, and he really, really struggled. Now, right. some of that can be attributed to the fact that it was his first year as a full starter. He's a younger guy, and all that, and I, and I think that's very real. But I, 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 just wonder if he can beat the bad to mediocres when he gets against the real big boys. If he's going to be able to do it, you, but you bring up a good point. Sirianni's got to put him in the best position yes. to succeed. Yes. and I sort of feel the same way about Sirianni that I feel about Jalen. There's some things I really like and some things I really yes. question, you know. Yes. And right. and I'm in this I'm in wait and see mode with the coach too. Yes,
5: yeah. yes, That's J- it. That's J- perfect. J- J- yes, J- Jalen and that team got shredded by Tampa Bay in the playoffs because of one thing. Todd Bowles is one of the best defensive minds in all of football. I don't know. And basically, he 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 stacked the box against that Eagles offense and put his corners one on one with the Eagles wide receivers and said your wide receivers are not good enough to beat us defensively. And as decent as your offensive line has been, they're not good enough to blow us off the ball. Right, And your quarterback doesn't make decisions quick enough mm-hmm. to beat us down the field. And all of those things happen. Yeah. So that's why I said, okay, it was a great learning tool for Nick Sirianni, for Jalen Hurts, and for a lot of young players who got that valuable playoff ex- experience. Now let's see how much they learned and how much they can elevate their game, and what type of players, both through the draft, and I still think they're going to pick off some low-level free agents out there, that they've learned their lessons to enhance the overall product to make them a better product if they get back to the playoffs again in 2022.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and look, a lot of this is going to be, you know, one, one hand, all of this sort of has to coincide together like how he's got to do a good enough job getting the personnel for Nick. Right, and right. I'm on both sides of the ball here, but just talk offensively for a minute. He's got to get some weapons for Jalen Hurts to be able to succeed. He's got to do a better job defensively right. where they can get a turnover or get a sack and get the offense good field position. So all of this, it all works in conjunction with right. one another. And right now, as we sit, yes. as we talked about earlier, there's too many holes right now, yes. and that's not going to bode well for the young quarterback either. There's just not enough right now. And they got to get this right. right? And, and bro, people are talking about um, well, you
4: know, they in the playoff game, you know, they just got shredded. You could tell well, uh. The reason why that was just a better team. They got the best quarterback to ever play the game on the yeah. team. Yeah, plus this great defensive coordinate. Of course, they lost the game. Mm-hmm. I on the thought road. they always have the road, yeah. On yeah. the road, I know they had a fighting chance, but I mean, they just had too many, they had too many rib shots, too many jabs, and everything else. For this Eagles team so when you make it the comparison are right, you know you look at this uh they played they you know they couldn't beat good teams well there's a lot of teams that can't be good teams you know right, what I'm saying right they're learning just like everybody else is learning give them an opportunity to at least go out there and compete with what if you got even if you got even um teams I could see the Eagles beating a lot more teams you know but mm-hmm. at this point right. their hands were tied behind their back they just learned the offense the defense coordinator you know he's got to get to a point where he's not scared of big time quarterbacks. Once he gets past that that, right. that 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 fear, I think he'll be a lot better, you know, on how he calls game. But at this point, he's too scary when he plays against great quarterback. Plays off two back, and those good quarterbacks are gonna take that all day long on the outside.
3: All right, that's let's get our final timeout. Go ahead, Derek. Get your point. No, out go ahead. I'll you.
5: wait until we get to the other side to all make right, him so a point. Yeah. You
3: save that. We'll we'll continue go on this discussion when we get back. We'll also dive a little bit into the Phil's who we'll get back at it tonight as well. But we'll keep rolling with the football talk. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis, you are watching Sports Take, Jacob Media YouTube Network.
1: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
6: All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really?
10: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence.
11: If you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
10: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why
12: they say, We got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
3: are look at those handsome faces barrett brooks Derek gun i am rob ellis we are sports take uh jacob media youtube network again let me throw this out there one more time about the luxury bus because we're uh, we're up against the draft coming up six days away which is a beautiful thing that's for sure but we get the jacob media luxury tour bus to the draft extravaganza presented by stateside vodka so if you're in the region you're interested in, in a seat on the luxury tour bus to Ocean Casino Resort for the Jacob Media Draft Extravaganza. Here's all you need to do. In the subject line, just type in Gunner Invited Me, email That's to right. Krause. That's all you need to do, man. Krausey, K-R-U-A-U-S-E-Y, K-R-A-U-S-E-Y at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. You see it right there on the screen, .com. And be advised, we only have 12 seats for our show. Wink, wink. So maybe we, we get more than other shows, though. I'm just saying. Throw it out there. Refreshments, food, special prizes, you name it. Three lucky winners will sit in the VIP section for the live show. This is all coming to you from the king of content, Joe Krause, Jacob Media. He'll communicate with you this weekend, provide all the details. Let's fill the luxury bus. All right, Gunnar, I don't want to, you to forget your point that you were you were making before we took a timeout regarding this uh, the Eagles and the draft and the, and the personnel that they have hurts, et cetera.
5: No, all I was going to say is as we look at this Eagles roster right now, this team isn't good enough to beat the good teams in the NFL, plain or simple. And I don't know how much more they can enhance it. You know, I mean, they're going to add strategically some pieces to the equation, Mm -hmm. but if they don't address the wide receiver position, if they don't find a couple of uh, defensive backs who can fill the gaps adequately, we're going to be looking at a lot of the same things we looked at in 2021. Um, and, and when you rely on rookies, they go through the growing pains. You know, even if they're first-round picks, there's going to be some growing pains. But they can also have an impact on your offense or your defense. You know, again, a Michael Parsons prime example of that if you get the right one to fit what you want to do. So it's going to be – I can't wait to see. I'm sick of talking about the draft. I can't wait to see <laughs> the draft, you know. I'm at yeah. a point now, every year I get to this point, when you get a week before the draft, You know, I'm sick of I'm sick of looking at all the mock drafts. I'm sick of talking about the draft, um, but we have to do it because that's what we do. Uh, And I'm sick of just speculating. I just want to see it all unfold. You know, Thursday night can't get here fast enough so we can put all this to rest. And then the conversation begins. Did they make the right choices? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to 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 make this a better product uh, for this year and the years to come.
3: Well, when you get to the point where Mel Kiper's on his uh, 104th mock draft, we it's probably Jeez. time for Jeez. this thing to, <laughs> to get underway.
5: At this hey, point, hey Barrett, you see John Dickerson's got a question for you, man, and that's a question I I, I want to know the answer also. Hold right, on, oh, no, let me see. Let me see. I got it. it. I got it. There it is. Here you go. <sighs> yeah. I want to know too. Did you get your 18 cases?
4: No, I haven't. That's why I'm Uh-oh, sober. Wow. That's why I'm wow. sober
3: on the show now.
5: Wow. I thought we were gonna get a drunk Brooksy today, but no. Is it, is it, is it, is it. Xander's slacking, man. I'm telling you, Xander's slacking. We so he gotta step his game up, man.
3: Is it bro. Xander's fault or Joe's
5: fault? I mean who, been, who's a I, it? a combination I, I, of the two? They bro. both have the same last name, right? That's true. I, I, it's I, I, a combination I of the two.
4: I go through Xander. Okay. Only, see, I, I only call only call Big Crossy when I'm talking about money. <laughs> when I want something done, I'm supposed to go through
5: Xander. Xander's okay. the producer. Xander's supposed to get it done, man. He's, mm. he's the captain of getting it done. We're a little disappointed hey. in him. You're yeah. Not mad, you're
3: disappointed. Okay.
5: Xander's been lying to me for a couple of weeks. He told me he was going to get me certain equipment. I haven't seen it. I'm looking man. around. I don't see any boxes on my front door. Wow. Oh, you know, you Mr. Know? Ellis. Mr. Ellis got a a in-home visit. I did in-home visit. in-home visit. Oh, What? Yeah, Yo, Xander, Xander po- needs to pop up and answer these questions, man. When you look, swear, when Zander, you look when like you
3: this, me. you need as much help as you can get. So <laughs> me in, hey. give me my proper lighting, okay?
5: Hey, Xander, hey, hey, stop hiding behind the screen, man. Come on out, man. I'm, we yeah, calling man. you out. Not calling you out, man. Yeah, man. Where are you?
3: He's busy producing the show.
5: Man, he ain't doing it. He's probably taking a nap. He ain't doing nothing. <laughs> we sure he's come still on, there? We don't even on, know Xander. what's going on. Where yeah, are you, man? He doesn't have
3: any parts. Hello?
5: You know, he's oh. saying, he's like, it's
3: Friday, man. Can I just get through this without right, right.
5: taking <laughs> any shots
3: from you too? Xander,
5: Xander needs to answer for his lack of actions. Wow. A, oh, okay. hey, Barrett, he Yo. took care of Rob Ellis, right? Yep, yep. Did he take care of you? Nope. He take care I'm of me? Sober. I'm still sober. Yeah, I want to see. Hey, I've seen what Barrett's like away from the camera when he's sober. Uh-huh. I want to see him when he's got a bottle of, of stateside in him.
3: We'll do, yeah. a, we'll do yeah. a, we'll a drunk Barrett see. show. We will do oh, a drunk Barrett I want to see that. Okay. All right. We will do that. You uh, guys got
4: the – you guys got the you – I'm you know, thinking that I'm just a, a wine or something. I just drink just a drink. I yeah. barely drink because I mm. don't have any
3: stateside vodka. That's exactly right. <laughs> I've All been right. very so, sober for months. <laughs> very sober. Yes. So, uh, Phillies today. Phillies are back at it tonight. They come home. Taking all Milwaukee. Oh, Rob, uh, do the, we
4: have to? No, uh,
3: just for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'm going to start getting into the comment section right now. Uh, but they're back. I am. I'm. I'm going to be on record as saying I think they start to play much better baseball. I think there's too much talent offensively. I think the starting pitching is good enough to be better than what they've been. Mm-hmm. Bullpen, the jury's still out, in defense too is not but they're much better than what we've seen so far to get off to this five and seven start. I think they will start to turn the corner here. Right. All right.
5: You got got Ranger Suarez on the mound tonight. He's gone seven and two-thirds over his first two outings, giving up 11 hits, and and, and his ERA is almost at six. Yeah. You know, now you're Not playing good. a Bre- you're playing a Brewers lineup. It's a pretty decent lineup. Brewers have, you know, turned it, turned it around. They're playing much better ball now. McCutcheon's so playing well for them. McCutcheon's playing What is McCutcheon now? Like forty-seven He's years. He's
3: 106, old I think. Good
5: lord. That he man, played with been, Willie Stargell
3: back in the pirates. Yeah.
5: You know, so yeah. So this this is you know, we talked about this yesterday and and I look at the lineup, they got to face, you know, at three with the Brewers, four with Colorado. They've got the Mets coming up, they got a swing going out. But they got to play the team with the best record in the majors right now and the Dodgers, this pitching staff needs to, to pitch to start pitching in better than what they've done because the pitching staff has been Achilles' heel on this team up to this point. Yep. You know, you got a good outing from Aaron Nola that was wasted earlier in the week because the bats are now popping. Now it seems the bats came to life that last game in Colorado. You need to carry that over into this weekend. you got to win at least two out of three against Milwaukee this weekend. Plain and simple.
3: I agree with it. Look, I agree with it. They got to get their back together. Uh, their, that's their all back. I'm gonna
4: say. Yeah, that's it. You know, get the back right. together. We knew they were gonna be deficient in the defensive side of the ball. So right, right.
3: All right, back to the uh, back to the Eagles. Back to the NFL draft. W- what we were doing is we were kind of running through the top of the order, leading up to where the Eagles are gonna be picking at 15. We haven't discussed this much. So they made the move to trade with New Orleans to to trade out of one of the picks in the first round, but they still have 15 and 18. Do you guys sense they're gonna make a move? Up or down with either of those picks, or are they gonna stay pat at fifteen and
4: eighteen? I got a funny feeling they're gonna move up. Um they see some deficiencies at at the defensive line position, whether it's um rush in or even the interior, and there's some very, very good players. I can see them trying to trade up to, you know, for for guys that you know we've been talking about for the longest, you know, the 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 Jeremiah Johnsons, you know, something like that, you know. They, I, I really think they're gonna try to get up and get a player of that caliber, you know, just to you know get things going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. They understand this fan base is ready to win, and they've had all embarrassment of riches as far as three draft picks for the entire time. They only have two. Now they got to make a big splash, man. So I, I see them moving up, whether it's to go get a, a Stingley or, or maybe a Hamilton or. Johnson or you know somebody's going to come in and make a a a difference you know or maybe even a Williams you know maybe they jump up to get him um you know the receiver so i i can't see how he's staying at 15 he's got to move up he can't help himself he's got to move up okay. and you know i i i had a lot of first off i i had some some you know thoughts of Howie just being a guy that was just a capologist. Um, I, I think he started to really communicate with the guys in the scouting department, and and you know after last year and the success they you know obtained last year, I think they found a winning formula. So I think they're going to go forward and, and have a
5: pretty good draft.
3: Okay, all right, got her.
5: Howie gets skittish. Um, the Eagles, like every team out <laughs> there right now, every team now out there right now has their board set for the upcoming draft. Okay. And basically, they're just fine-tuning it. And I think if the board – and we all know, you know, outside of the first one or two players, a draft board, once the draft starts, never goes the way you think it does. You know, there's always one player who's considered the top player at that position while another player's taken ahead of them and so on and so forth. Then you get a run of players you didn't expect to get a run of players on. And I think if there's one player that Howie really wants, Howie will make a move to try to move up that board to get that player – you know um as as he as he's done in the past whether it's the first or second round um and so uh, yeah i don't i don't think i'd be a little surprised if howie just stays pat at number 15 with that first pick
3: yeah if we know anything about howie one he's aggressive and we've already seen that with the trade two he's unpredictable now i'm not saying if if all of a sudden he's reading the room right somebody's falling that they really love that they don't stay pat. that could very well right, happen right but to me, I, this is one of the things I think Howie does very well. He does read the room well. Like He yeah. looks at the teams that are in front of the Eagles, uh, whether it's the Ravens. I'll just give you an example. Ravens or Texans or Vikings or whatever. He knows what they need. He knows what the talk is, what they may do. That's where you might see him make that move up, as every GM should do. But Howie, I think, does a really good job right. with that. He knows who's desperate. Who, think about last year. You, you wrangle a first-round pick out of the Dolphins. And you still end up getting the man that you really wanted at a receiver in Devontae Smith. So he's very good at that kind of thing. He smelled blood with the Saints to make that deal and get some help there. So I think he could see the same thing for sure in this draft.
5: Well, I think think one of his biggest heists was the trade for Carson Wentz going to Indy. He started out as a potential second-round pick with the option of being a first-round pick depending on how much Carson played. Well, lo and behold, Carson decides to stay healthy in 2021. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't think a lot of people Mm -hmm. expected that. That second round pick elevates to a first round pick, all of a sudden after one year, the Colts jettison Carson out of Indianapolis. He's now in Washington, and the Eagles have that third first round pick. So I think that was one of the biggest heists that Howie ever pulled, mm-hmm. in terms of getting additional high commodity for a player that the Eagles were were giving up on.
4: No, the biggest heist um, he's he made was when he traded um, when he traded that corner and that linebacker to Miami.
3: Kiko, Kiko, Kiko Alonso,
4: and yeah. um, and uh,
3: uh, uh, the kid from from they got from
4: Seattle, Seattle. Maxwell, yeah. yeah, Vernon was it, not oh, Vernon, byron, 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 Maxwell. byron, byron, Maxwell. byron, byron Maxwell. With, with that the was the 75,
5: 75 million dollar contract. And right, after he, he got, got, got
3: in the first game of the season, he's been, Hey, that's football, man. Like, what? No, 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 <laughs> right, right. Up. No, he didn't even know he said, um, it's a played. wrong answer. That's a yeah, wrong
4: answer.
5: 120 yards, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The best answer Byron Maxwell ever had was when, when everybody rushed to his locker shortly after he got here. said, Why did you sign with the Eagles? Because they paid me the most money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I appreciate hey. that honesty. I do. I, I appreciate it. You know. Yeah. But then again, Byron Maxwell, he wasn't the smartest, tool, sharpest tool in the shed either. Now, no. you know, yeah. he was there's different. some things you, you say and some things you don't say, and I'm sure that did not sit well with the Eagles organization. Hey you know then you're expecting because uh this organization I see is an organization up and coming. I love the chemistry with the players in the locker room. I love I love the commitment to having character guys in the locker room. He point blank said cuz they paid me the most money.
3: <laughs> well, all right, let me let me throw this at you. So the there are this can only help the Eagles if teams grab quarterbacks ahead of them. So which of these teams do you think are likely or could grab a quarterback? Jacksonville Mm. no right we could take Mm -hmm. them off the list no I I I think Detroit would think about it if they weren't sitting at number two that ain't happening Houston heard they were
4: trying to trade out of it though
3: okay maybe maybe I mean I don't think they think golf is any kind of answer although they were in every game last year by the way
14: yes even though the record
3: stunk right they Right. they were tight in every game
4: they were biting
5: ankles now
3: Derek Derek Recast. remembers this from our, our uh betting show, odds on. I, I would take Detroit every single week in the points and they would cover for me every unbelievable. week.
5: Unbelievable. It was beautiful. It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Rob Rob was a genius when it came <laughs> yeah, to that.
3: You're you're a good liar. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> so Houston, they're gonna stay with Davis Mills. We know that. The Jets drafted Wilson last year. They're not they're not gonna go there. Giants, I think it's up in the air. I don't, you know, we'll see. They have two right. picks in the top ten. Uh Carolina. They
5: need a quarterback. Yes, yeah. I mean, they Sam Darnold. Come on.
4: Yes, uh, they, I think I think they will trade for
5: Pick. I mean, I mean, I think they will take Pickett. Okay. At that right. point, right there. now, go go back to Houston though, because yeah. as much as Houston needs, and you know they're committed to sales now. Here's another team they need a quarterback in the future now. Do they identify? Have they identified as any of these quarterbacks who everybody believes is a mediocre class of quarterbacks as a guy? Who could basically be their quarterback in 2023 and beyond? I don't think Houston's out of the mix for a quarterback. Okay.
3: All right. So keep them in mind. Giants keep them in mind. Panthers keep them in mind for sure. Falcons yeah. Ryan's gone, but they have Mariota. They they can't view that as a well, maybe they do. Maybe they feel like if they he could be a long-term potentially. I'm yeah, I've kind of written him off, honestly, but I don't know how that what their sense is down there. You think they're in, they could possibly be in play
4: if Pickett is there. I think they will make that play, yeah. But yeah. I don't know if because I, I mean, it's it's a crapshoot. Um, with um, you know, with Malik Willis and Pickett, yeah. you know, some teams like him, some teams don't. I hear a lot of rumblings that you know, the Steelers love
3: um, Malik Willis. Um, and the, yeah, the Steelers uh are, are at 20, they're sitting at 20 right now. That's where they're right. Pick. all right, so, so um. Then you then you dig into Seattle. Seattle's a distinct possibility for a quarterback. True. So True. that's it. That's at nine. So that'd be good. So maybe two or three are off the board. At that point, uh, Washington makes the deal for Wentz. I guess that would discount them. I, I think maybe they would visit that later. We know Wentz, Wentz would melt if they took a quarterback there. At I, I,
5: I think Washington goes with a receiver that can, so Wentz can have a pass catcher to throw to. Okay. Somebody who can stretch the field
3: okay all right so that's 11 vikings they just gave kirk cousins like his thousandth extension yeah. with guaranteed yeah. money so he's, he's not going anywhere uh then it's the texans again then it's the ravens we know that's not happening with the ravens so that right now that's the grouping that's sitting in front of the eagles what do you think maybe two or three quarterbacks go in that group probably more two.
4: than likely two yeah, yeah. two you know I've and two go in that group. just to jump up and get a quarterback that's it's, it's stupid, but it, you know it happens all the time. So it's,
5: I, yeah. I can't emphasize enough. You you look at the see, Sam Rosen, Dwayne Washington, <laughs> Sam Darnold. You know all these all these quarterbacks that they turn out to be bust. You know everybody. Dwayne they're Haskell, the next yeah. great ones. Yeah, I'm mean, sorry, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, they're the next great ones. Uh, no, no, they're not. You know, uh, for every one quarterback who turns out to be a shining star you know, out of the first round, there's always three or four more. That end up being like the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world, um, the Sam Darnold's of the world. And so, you know, it's the thing is, if two or three quarterbacks go before the Eagles pick, that's a huge help for the Eagles in Absolutely. terms of having other, more players at wide receiver, defensive end quarterback that they can pick from.
3: Well, well um, one of the reasons why it's such a whiff rate on quarterbacks is, number one, it's a tough position to, to, to yeah, gauge. To it's to such evaluate. a hard position yeah. to play, but teams reach. There, there are teams no that question. take quarterbacks every year and they overdraft them. Guys who aren't, Trubisky's a great, Chicago traded up to get him. Yes, they did. You know, ahead of, correct me if I'm wrong, guys like Mahomes and, and, and other players, right? Yes, they he did. went before them. Yeah, yes, so they did. So we see it every single year. So it's bound to happen. Now, I just gave you the teams that are in front of the Eagles. There could be plenty of teams that maybe trade up to get up there. Like, for example, you have the Saints sitting there at 19 right? Maybe the Eagles, maybe they, they feel like, all right, James Winston is short term. We can do something with the Eagles at 18 and get up or whatever. Steelers are picking at 20. They could be a possibility. Sure. Uh, you know, whatever green Bay, uh, they have Jordan love, I guess, but they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be in the mix, but th- you know, you see what I'm, where I'm going with this. Even Tampa has got to start looking at this thing and saying, you know, how many times can we count on Brady coming back or coming right, out right, of retirement? Right. So I think all those teams could be possibilities.
4: I don't see it, it, it man. I, I think it's gonna be I now that I think about it, man. I don't know if it's gonna be a quarterback draft. I, I what I do think is gonna be a run on offensive lineman and a run on defensive linemen.
3: Yeah, well, offensive linemen is good for the Eagles still.
4: Right, exactly. Yeah. More so than anything. Offensive lineman, they're definitely gonna make a run at offensive linemen because it's just too hard. That's one. you know, one thing you have to have, you have to have a no, I mean there's three things you have to have. You gotta have a quarterback. Then you have, have to have a guy rushing the quarterback, and then right. you have to have a some uh, a somebody to stop that guy rushing the quarterback. So they're going to spend big money and and, and capital draft
3: capital yeah. on oh, yeah.
4: protecting their investments.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, look, the other thing I wor- I wonder uh, about is, and we we Barrett, I think you touched on this the other day, the possibility that Diller gets dealt, and is he a sweetener mm. in a deal? Is he yes. getting back picks for you? That's another little piece that the Eagles have sitting there that, that could neck them. You know, if one of those guys that they love, either receiver or D lineman is, is there, they go after him because they yes. can, they can make that move.
5: Right.
4: Right. I think they I mean that that's that's something that you, you have to, you have to be very aware of because his, his, his value for another team is is proven. They've seen what he did last year. The kid can play now. He's not the same guy they drafted out of Washington State. He's he's become a very very good left tackle. So because of that, his draft value is going to you know continue to go up. It's going to continue to go up, and they're going to want a pretty penny for him. And, oh, yeah. I, and teams understand that you got to reach for him, you know. So, I mean, it, there's some potential out there to go to a team that's that's you know not as as I mean, a, imagine a team like Cincinnati.
13: Mm.
3: Cincinnati, you know... They they have got to start protecting Burrow better.
4: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. even though that's the 30th pick... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's still a first-round pick. That's still
3: value they can get for that kid. Yeah. No, look, I, I think it's a possibility. I, you know, speaking of that, I don't mean in the first or second round. Don't get me wrong. But is this the year you draft a center? Mm. And you're on borrowed time, it feels like, with Kelsey. Yes. At what point do you invest in that? Because... I don't think they want to move Landon Dickerson from that guard spot to center. I think they want to keep him right where he is.
5: Well, Thank you me. still have Sayamala, who's a yeah. possibility, or uh, Opeda, who, who's a possibility as well. I, I don't think right now one of the few years the Eagles' priority is offensive line in terms of first round pick. Now maybe down the road some developmental players, third, fourth, fifth rounds. You know, maybe you know you add some more depth. You put him, you hide him on the practice squad. Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe one of those guys could emerge as your future center. Who would have thought, you know, Kelsey as a fifth-round pick would have turned out to be what he is? You know, he was undersized. You know, people in Philadelphia did not like him because, you know, we kept seeing every week him getting blown off the ball by these 315, 320-pound D tackles. And then all of a sudden uh, the season season before Super Bowl 2016 when it started to turn around for Kelsey, and all of a sudden he became this – perennial pro bowl player considered one of the best centers in the game today, you know? So, you know, while you still have Kelsey here, it would be an Eagle's best interest to draft uh, another guy who could potentially replace him. But because you have two options already in house, it's not a high priority this year.
3: Yeah. And you have the ultimate developer
5: at that position. Exactly.
3: You know, that, that's Stoutland. another nice yep. luxury that you have going. No for question with, about when it. it comes to Jeff Stoutland, that's for sure. You know, the, the, the shame of it is like, Chip Kelly had some good ideas and brought in some good people, right? But he just couldn't get out of his own way, man. You know, I mean, a lot of the sports science stuff that he does teams incorporate now, and and you know, a guy like Stoutland, what what a move, what a move! I mean, that probably the MVP of the coaching staff. <laughs> he brought
4: Stoutland in, um, Foles. Did he yeah. bring Foles in also? Brought uh, in Foles.
3: Foles was was that Andy? I thought Foles was um was um. Uh, I thought Foles one. was Andy. Remember Andy pounded on the table. I like this kid out of Arizona. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. But but right. he had he had the the, the crazy year with the twenty seven and two. Right. Under. Right. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah. But he's it, it is weird. He did a lot of good things. That's for sure. All right. This was our first week, man. This was our first week in the books. 52 it was a more to fun. go. Fifty-two more to go and and beyond. So I uh, want to thank pull my hair out. Exactly. I want to thank everybody. All our friends in the comments section. You guys are awesome. Everybody for streaming, for watching, for listening. We certainly appreciate it. Again, keep smashing that like button and we'll get exposure for more and more people. Tell a friend, let them know what's going on because we aren't going anywhere, man. It's going to be a fun, fun ride. And next week's going to get wild because we have a draft next week. Sixers playoffs continue. We're in a great time of year for sure. And we appreciate all of you. Uh, I want to thank our producer Xander. Excellent job. Gunner, great job this week, man.
5: I call him the ghost. I'm calling Xander the ghost. He refused to come out and answer questions. He knows. He knows, He's
7: he knows a ghost. better.
5: There he oh, oh, there he oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. He knows 10 seconds now. left in the show. He, yeah. he
13: hey, I'm that.
7: getting set up for my boy, Big Sills. I'm doing all these things. You guys are calling on me. Barrett That's wants right. his vodka. That's right. <laughs> The wants he, microphone.
3: He doesn't have enough going on trying to produce this thing. He's got to worry about a Barrett's booze
7: and all, right. yeah, right all sorts of stuff. So I'll let you stuff. guys close out the show, but right, I good. want this stiff gunner. Cause I'm not a ghost. There you go. Good job. My man. There My it man. Is.
3: All right, Barrett. Great job this week. We'll be back Monday at noon. Everybody have a safe and fun weekend, man. Gunner was a lot of fun this week. I am Rob Ellis. We are sports take Tell a friend. Jacob media, YouTube network.
2: Go for the
1: midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right,
6: did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's
7: see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to already go to the fake a mama. Mama, go up, oh, She did it.
9: Again?
8: You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
2: Uh huh.
10: following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence.
11: If you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
10: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, We got this.
12: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.